0: peace call out culture listeners before we start this new episode with mike c-town talking fun crusher plus this is zilla Raka, and i wanted to premiere my new remix single to celebrate my one year anniversary at 96 mentality spy verse spy remix by blockhead featuring vic spencer the project is out right now on three dollar pistol.com called 96 ways i'm made out world premiere right here on call out culture if you're not digging it you have poor taste, that's not on me, that's on you Fast forward to like three and a half minutes in Peace BX Philly, town. You curse, Fuck? you go oh, Damn Vic, I just about to say, you curse, you go first on this joint got
1: my face.
0: You gotta go first And that's the rules, baby, come on, man
2: uh, Imagine me damaging everything Moving, losing my mind When I write lines, it's like wings cruising If I come from monkeys Then while it's still a zoo <laughs> Vic Spencer will fuck shit up The flow you who I don't think my fans watch Blues Clues Five verse 5 But you already know who's who These rappers boo boo Only for y'all I come back and smack tracks And derail trains Pray to the Lord make me go insane Knock on that door twice what you weigh but that shit is the core price. I score nice behind the back, fake pass, then lay up. Corner shots hit them all day, then I blaze up. Then post up in the blazer with sneakers on. The Reaper gone, I smack them in the mouth till you see the bones. So cold, the pussy boys is trying to clone me. It's only one me, I give it my all. These niggas know me. Too for art house, too weirdo for the trap house Too indie for the cash out, cause all we do is blackout five verse five, but you already know who's who Five verse five, but you already know who's who fool To boom bop for art house, to weirdo for the trap house To indie for the cash out,
0: cause all we do is blackout Five verse yeah. five, but you, but you already okay. know who's who Five verse five, but you already know Yeah, you never had a watch, you only wore a Fitbit You never had a squad, cause all your friends are dipshits I'm in the lodge, I'm lifting all my David Lynch shit I'm playing ball. I'm all about statistics. That's shooters everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You don't need Trump to lose your Medicare, Medicare. This is the new group home, and we are living proof. Vic Sage and Vic Spencer, but the Vic is you. Uh, We the older gods, but this is new. Problematic feminist playing some bitches brew Something like a motherfucking phenomenon Your rap career, you got away with murder like the Rhymes. Sign of the times like Prince double disc Vintage killers, rookies blaming on the age differences Here with Ray West, we're here to collect From here to Quebec Cause people show us fear or respect That's a bad for art house Too weirdo
2: for the trap house Too indie for the cash out Cause all we do is black out Five verse five, but you already know who's Five verse five, but you already know who's who. To boom buy for art house, to weirdo for the trap house, to indie for the cash out, cause all we do is black out. Five verse five, but you already know who's who. Five verse five, but you already know who's who. Take control of this shit, Really want to be like that, you
3: don't have to be like that. Hey, everybody, <coughs> welcome to Call Out Culture. We have, we have a, a very special episode. Uh, I'm your host, Alaska. I'm here with our usual uh, Cody's,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Curly Castro, and Raka, uh-huh. But we have a, a very special guest. Our, uh, our friend and yours, Mike C-Town, or is it Mikey C-Town?
4: We're going to go with Mike C-Town tonight.
3: That's what I thought. Okay. Please,
4: my, my father's Mike Mikey. C-town. Call me Mike. Yes.
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so we got
3: Mike C-Town from Dead End Hip Hop here with us, and we are going to talk about a fucking monster of a record, a monumental record. The Bible. Probably for all of us, one of the most important records in our collective history and that album is company flows funk crusher
6: plus i'm gonna be so, sacri- that's the bible yo anybody that says unless you were in in step with them like working with them at that time all of us revered this record all so, of us wait i'm put let me put you deep first off okay <laughs> i'm 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 flush. first off the main thing was this album and the way LP rhyme and the way Just rhyme justified my rhyme style at the time. So the first thing I would run around was like, I'm right,
7: I'm right, I can do
6: it this way. You can't tell me to take out words. You can't tell me to be simple. Look at this guy right here. He's rapping all crazy. He got black friends. He's white. I can do what I want. Boom. And that set me off. Right now, that is the birth of Curly Castro. Now, I don't know what my name was back then. And Z, don't say Mr. Ballistics, because it wasn't that. <laughs> <Mr>. Ballistic. That's <laughs> my favorite
0: name. I love it. <laughs> Ballistic. I
6: remember <laughs> this gave me a battery. my. And fu- funny thing is, I've changed the way I rhyme four times since then. But back then, when I was just, oh, I had a thesaurus next to me. And I was just doing the most with language and, and uh, fucking syllables and LP made me think that I that I was on the right track. That's first. I'll take I'll take a after smoke. Because I, I get, you know, I get I get emotional. I get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yo, nobody so, this record. This this was like one of them records. I didn't sit down and play with my boys on the box. We didn't say, oh, check mm-hmm. this song. I didn't go to suggest it to anybody. I didn't say listen to it. I wasn't giving anybody any tips. This was mine. This was that first, like, super selfish hip-hop practice. where I was like, I don't care if you like it. I got my headphones on. I'm listening to LP. And first of all, let me tell you, there was many LPs in the game when LP dropped. So first of all, I had to figure out, who is this LP?
0: Who? Who else was there? There was Easy LP. Well, he wasn't on that range.
6: So I was just like, well, who is this LP? And then I saw he spilled. Man, God.
3: So, so Mike, what was your first experience
4: with this record? <laughs> um, so my my first experience with this record is kind of interesting, um, because I had actually stopped, I stopped listening to hip hop like around ninety five, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was mostly just listening to like punk and metal, hardcore. I wasn't really fucking with rap, and I had this roommate, um, that came home one day, and he was like he was a punk kid, but he went through this phase where he was just like listening to all this underground rap. And I was just like, man, whatever, man, I don't want to hear this shit. And I got in his truck one day and he, uh, he put on fucking Vital Nerve. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, oh man, it's, it's this group company flow, man. Like, I think this shit is really dope. And I was like, man, I think it's terrible, but I think it's amazing at the same time. Like, I don't nope. get it. Like, why is the beat fucked up like that? Mm. And how is he climbing over that? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's uh, crazy. Mike,
6: Mike, let me ask you, what was the, um back then, what was the straw that broke your camel's back for hip hop? Like, what came out that you was like, OK, I'm kind of OK with that right now? Or, or was common. it just a general? It's common.
0: Be on the brink of our show. Crash <laughs> <laughs> common every
6: episode.
4: <laughs> it wasn't really an album specifically that made me stop listening to it. It's just, I have moved to Georgia from California mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to hang out with me because they thought I was weird. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was riding a skateboard and had like fucking green hair and shit. So like, <laughs> you know, the, the black kids were like, nah, this dude's fucking crazy weird. And the white kids were just like, we don't hang out with black kids anyway. And you're an extra weird black kid." So, so, so no. So I was just like, then I found punk rock and I was like, all right, this is cool. These guys will hang out with me. This Mm -hmm. is cool. And I was just like, rap dudes don't want to fucking hang out with me. Like all these guys want to do is like smoke weed and fuck chicks. I didn't smoke weed and I couldn't Mm -hmm. fuck chicks. So I was (laughs) like, well, I'm just gonna hang out with the punk kids who are used to being losers. And this just works. I still listen to like, like, the hip hop that I liked was like all the hieroglyphic <laughs> stuff. Nice. You know, I was okay. still listening to, like Nascast. Okay. It was just I wasn't seeking out anything new at all. You know what oh, I mean? Okay,
6: mm. right. You were set with your color. Okay, I really, you Yeah,
4: I had pretty much just stopped like paying attention to anything that was coming out until mm. until Scott brought this home in, like ninety. I, I think it was like ninety eight when he when he when he discovered this, and I was just like, man, this is crazy. Doom doom doom. Like when, did, um,
6: when did Fun Crusher Plus drop? 96?
3: 97, uh, I think. Right. 97, I think. um right. Actually, it
6: might have been 98, and I think the Fun
3: Crusher E No, it was 97, and the Fun Crusher EP was 96. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, I, I think my... I'm, I'm trying to remember all this, like, when when it came about in my work, because uh, I didn't have, like, this, like, very vivid moment with Cold Flow like I did a lot of other records. I felt like they were kind of just, like, in around a lot and i just one day was like oh it's like that it's like oh, these dudes it's this stuff from hearing like soundbomb and one and then ah uh, okay i remember like i remember like i think probably was soundbomb and one when i first heard them so and
6: you worked then, your way back you know? yeah you and then like lyricists there.
0: lounge album had like weight on it um and then the Woo. video for end to end burners and i was like oh like this is these dudes and then once I found out what it was, I got the CD and I was like, okay, here's like all of the songs in one. And then like, I had the same thing where um, I was, I would play the music in my, in my room and my dad, like <clears throat> my dad's in a mess, shit. My dad is like a really open music person. And he would hear that music. He'd be like, this is terrible. Like this is sound.
1: <laughs>
0: and he said that when I played Simeon drugs. And then before that, he heard when it, when, it, when I played like uh, uh, the fire in which you burn. He was like, "What? Like this is, no, 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 no." Where in the past he'd be like, "Oh, okay, you know, yeah, all right, like that, like that." So that was like the first time he audibly was like sickened by rap music I was playing. <laughs> it was like LP beats, and I think what I'm realizing is what we were saying about like how Mike said about the sound of it. It's like when 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 like RZA like RZA to me is like the RZA is the entry point for CoFlow, which I never thought of because RZA like Barry said this, Barry Schwartz, um, to Disco Vietnam, he was like, RZA made, he made bad sounds and bad notes work in rap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and Like, not pleasurable music. Like, the things that are bent and, like, jagged and weird. So having, yeah. you know, like, we talked on our RZA and premiere episode. Like, without RZA doing that 93 to 96, 97, I don't think like, the palette was ready for people to be, like, as like, as amped for l you know what i mean yeah. like he kind of took that to next place and made it you know even dirtier and crazier um but yeah that, that was my thing there wasn't like one moment but i was like once i but i remember like once i bought the actual cd i was like oh god here it is here's all of that shit and one you know and it's like 75 minute cd it's a lot of shit man yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, oh, for that. me it
3: was like stretching bobito probably in like 95 or 90 yeah probably 95 when bad touch example like that was a promo for stretch and bobito originally
0: Mm -hmm. it Mm. it sounds totally different from everything else in the record yeah
3: because it's just like i mean just like sitting there like taping the shit like i used to stay up i've told this story before i think but where i lived i was like an hour north of the city and in order to get uh kcr which is the columbia radio station that uh stretch and bob were on i had like a shitty stereo you know like they used to have the wires that come out for your fm antenna mm-hmm. so i actually had to keep skin contact on it otherwise it would turn to static oh, so wow. i would <laughs> and i wanted to tape everything so i would sit up in my room and i would wrap the wires around my toes and just play video games while i was listening to that <laughs> shit so like nice. every every thursday night one o'clock in the morning toes wrapped and just playing boom boom, play video games and i remember like just hearing that, like, since you're my special friend.
1: Yo, that shit creeps me out. What the fuck? And <laughs> then
3: the next day, everybody I knew, like, so this was before I was even in Adam's family, I think. It was like me, Wind and Breeze, and this dude, Analytic, who was part of Hanger 18 at the time. Like, we just all, like, met each other the next day. i like, did you hear this song? And it was mm. this one song. We just, like, that became our anthem. Like, uh analytic quit rapping because the original fun crusher record dropped and he was like this is a perfect rap record i can never do better than this so I'm get gonna... the fuck out of here. he wow. literally he also wow. knocked up his girlfriend so i think it was an excuse was wow, that. <laughs> <There's> that
0: also <laughs> a couple things going right. on in that situation but it, it was
6: very poetic to say oh lp and just they, they made yeah. me shut it down <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i would say that too i would keep that story too. oh yeah um Again, so since you brought it up, I I wanted to bring it up for the listeners. So there was a Fun Crusher EP first, Mm. and then Fun Crusher Plus. I encountered Fun Crusher Plus. I didn't even know. And mind you, when I got Fun Crusher Plus, I was in college in Philly. So I'm not even sure we even had stores that might even carry the Fun Crusher EP in its infancy. You know what I'm saying? We might not have had that. Even though we did have Company Flow, but by that time, I'm pretty sure they had distribution for that record as opposed to the um, EP, right? If I'm not well, mistaken, you're all right. For, for what? For the um. Before for Funky Plus? Plus, those rockets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but well, that's, that's, that's how. it that's how. I got to Philly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how it got to yeah. when I was in Philly. But I
3: think so they, they sold it, like I think they might have sold almost a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Okay. <sighs> yep. Damn. Of the the vinyl, the the double mm. vinyl record.
4: Yep. Um, I heard that. We, for that time, you know. Yeah. That's
3: nuts. That's insane. Like we used to. They weren't being
4: played on
6: any radio out here. Like, oh no! I know Stretch and yeah. That was it. Um,
3: and then, even like, it's funny because when you watch like the Stretch and Bob documentary, mm-hmm. like Lord Sear and Stretch are making fun of Bob Beetle for like in that weird space shit.
0: Yeah, they play like, and they show and you Mr. 100% Complex. 100% rapping, that like, they're, I'm
3: totally. 100% sure that they're talking about Company
6: Flow.
0: Wow. But I think there's a clip so, of them in the documentary. There's like a
6: short yeah, clip of them. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, yeah. They're rapping yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, but
3: when I bought that vinyl, now. I I bought that vinyl at Fat Beats when it was downstairs over on like East 8th Street before they moved it over to 6th Avenue. Um, yeah, uh, uh, like 6th Avenue and 8th. It was like you had to take the steps down in a little basement. So like, yeah, I had yeah. to go back like four or five times to be able to get it when I finally got it. It was like my prized possession. I actually had that vinyl longer than I had like anything else in my adult life until like I moved in with my wife. Um, it was like I would just purge whenever I moved out of a house. I was just like yep. getting rid of everything. Because it was like a fucked up futon and like, <laughs> you know, whatever. So I throw all my clothes in a plastic bag. I didn't
0: even have a record player. Dude, so I just last, brought that
3: thing week, would be everywhere.
0: Last week, I just threw out 30 records. I was like, wow. I just can't do it anymore.
4: Yeah. What, do you, what did you what what get? You threw them out. You, I, I, you put, them you, them the put
6: them in the trash. What? Oh, man. You're talking
0: if, to the real guy. I before,
4: that shit, I wouldn't have fucking came on here. I'm so offended.
0: It was all, you know what it was? It was all joints I bought to sample that were trash. They were, like, joints I, I was taking for, like, my relatives' addicts to either listen to or to sample trash. And then a couple, like, you know, rap 12 inches where I was like, do I really need to have, like, the the Jay-Z La 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 single? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't need that, really, on 12 inches, it was things like that where I was like, I just don't need all that stuff anymore. So like once a year, like, like you cash. always
6: go through it. last year always, I threw out seventy five comic
0: it. books. I went through all my books I still had and put seventy five. I was like, I don't need these anymore. I'm good. Only keep the ones that are just completely irreplaceable essential. Everything else is kinda like I mean, I'm saying like I'm married with a child. It's so like I can't just have like everything I ever loved everywhere. I gotta, you know.
4: I wish start. I could do that.
0: It's tricky, man, but I was looking at them. I like, sold, I, the only I, thing I regret, I, go I sold back back. my
6: Health and Skelter CD for $3. <laughs> I was broke, and this guy used to buy CDs, and if he if he needed it, he would give you four. If he kind of didn't, if it was okay, he'd give you two. Mind you, I paid 19 for all of these things at some point in my life, hey. but I needed that paper, and that's the only... All you
0: needed $3 that day?
6: I needed $4. $4. I, <laughs> I sold like 20 It was a lot of them. I sold a bunch, and I needed it that day. You know how did. But, um... That- that used to be how
3: I got new music in college. It was like, because I spent, when I would work in the summer, I would buy everything. Like every Tuesday, I would go to the Wiz yep. in Yonkers, and I would just buy everything. Whatever's out, whatever rap record was out, it didn't even matter. I bought everything. And then that would actually be my music buying money for the school year, because I was terrible at saving money. So I'd be going like,
6: Self <laughs> Brotherhood Creed CDs and shit, so I can get Soul
1: Submission. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I think I sold, but I had, like, four Boogie Monster CDs for some reason. So I sold them oh. Like two. oh, man. I don't know why. Of the, um, the one record? Recognized stress? Yeah. yeah. I don't wow. like that. And that's the one you like, yo, you still have it. Money oh, edition, man. God. You know, that's the one that got passed around. I must have took a couple of other people's. I had an extensive collection. I had doubles of a lot of stuff. I had, wow. like, two Razzcast CDs. Some reason. No, we we, we got right. a
0: bell every episode. We when we, men- we mentioned Razkaz, Common, and Eric Sir, we have like have a bell sound. Like we a used sound to board.
3: mention Quali a lot too, or Talib yeah, but, a, it, but,
0: but but like like even Mike said Razkaz, we we have to do like a thing where we have to add in like a. Sound we should board. do a bingo board. Yeah, like, like, drink bingo
3: or whatever it is. Every <laughs> time we mention these artists, you got to drink, take a shot. It's always
0: Razkaz, Common, <laughs> Eric Sir. Yeah. But <laughs> it's,
3: it's funny because it made me think of um, Talib Quali, where. Um, Blueprint and Illogic did their episode of music that people think that they listen to because of the music they make.
1: Right.
3: And people always think that they should listen to Talib Kweli. <laughs> and oh. they're like, "Nah, man, we fucking hate Talib Kweli. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> like, that motherfucker's <laughs> is whack. He's like, when we were coming up, it was like, I can listen to Company Flow, mm. or I can listen to Talib Kweli. It's like, what do you think I'm picking every single time I'm picking Company <laughs> Flow? <laughs> I
6: mean, when the jig was up, when we figured out Kweli flow but anyway yeah let's get back to the incident to the why,
0: why don't we take our first break and then we'll come back there we
6: we'll go do break. Of,
0: you know, all right boom i'll throw some more records out. i'll be right
6: back see <laughs> <laughs> so it's defending <laughs> our guest on his first time <laughs> at least wait till he comes on the third time <laughs> <laughs> peace with the buns your man curly castro enough with the lights and pleasantries this is about shrap me and my partner frem rock bringing you like heat rocks Falling metal, exploding bombs produced by Lucid and Willie Green. Brought to you about Back Studios. If you don't have it by now, then you miss it out just when you thought it was safe. One.
3: Alright, everybody, welcome back. So so I got I got a question for you guys since your your first experience was mostly with the um Fun Crusher Plus record.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. So Infokill. You guys have never have you heard the original info kill
6: no probably no. later on like searching <sighs> you know digging digitally digging my i used to go digging info for kill. a lot of digital b-sides and stuff like that to be on the real and stuff Man, so i probably could, bumped into it but i don't the think original was
3: a b-side i think of um it might have been collude intrude
1: oh or okay.
3: no it's a population control so population control and info kill were yeah. single Damn. yes um yeah, so the original one they couldn't get it out because it gets some sample issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has like
4: this like eerie ass singing that's like, Ooh! oh, oh yeah.
6: yeah, oh I know that one. That... Word. Oh, that's um, oh, but that's that's from a movie or something because we used it like dummies when we were young. Yeah, we yeah. used that same like you know operatic singing. We put more shit into it. You know, overproducing producing at that point. But yeah, I remember that version. I, it's online. It's on. I mean, it's okay. on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, so that's dope. Cool. Sorry, I, I just, I, i just starting to feel bad.
3: It's like, yeah. you <laughs> heard it. I never heard that joint. You heard it, Z. No, you heard. No. It. I
4: mean, you should check it out if you
3: haven't. Right. I'll put it on the podcast. Yeah, soon. put it
0: on.
4: It might be on that Mr. Len presents record. That, that it could be. Yeah. Be
3: oh. Yeah.
0: Okay.
6: Because it says like "Info Kill" twelve inch. It might say it says that's the part of it. Twelve inch such and such version. It says yeah. I think. All right. So, so let's get into the coming griffle. back into this. Like, how did did did
3: Company Flow have any impact on your personal taste? Like, what you started looking for in music after it came out?
0: I like the first because he's excited.
6: Made, yeah. So, like, when you open up the CD, right, and you take the CD out of its um, you know, the, the shell, or whatever, and yeah. you see LP and just sitting there, middle finger up, uh, lens in the picture too, it, and it's say "Independent as fuck." Yeah. That as soon as I saw it, before I listened to lyrics to really get the message, I just remember looking at that. And that was so much the antithesis of Jay and like just everybody, you know, going through machines back then to get their music out. And it was like, these kids said, fuck it. And then you press play. So then it's like, oh, they meant it. Yo, why are they rapping like that? Yo, they don't Mm. care about forecast. Oh, shit there's more DJ on this than than the, than the la- records in the last five years. Like I remember being so powered up by how much power they gave back to the DJ. Um, like Len being a viable member and not mm-hmm. just background noise. And I'm talking like, there was a time when Jam Master J you knew he was in the front. And then yeah. there was a time when Spinderella, you barely saw out the corner of video. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yep. they made it like, you know, Len is like a viable cat. He's not just the cat that presses play on the um on the beat machine. Um, so I remember seeing that independent as fuck and then it was like I mean not to go Game of Thrones on everybody, but it was like somebody breaching breaching that point and then they all came rushing through. It was like they were running with this big flag with a middle finger on it, like right through the middle of whatever the fuck we were used to listening to. Mm-hmm. Because I remember also I remember still being on that cycle kit. Meaning, you know, stuff's coming in the fourth quarter. You know, it'll be a lull Mm. and then something comes around March. You know, stuff like that. And I remember just that whole independent as fuck edict, like, yo, shit is changing. Shit is changing. And now that I know where to go get music like this, it's really changing. I didn't have to wait for a tastemaker or MTV Kurt Lowe to tell me, (laughs) you know, go buy this or go buy that. I could find, and I remember even the way I found it, it was so accidental. And I remember, oh, I could really dig and find my own music. And there's a mad shit out there. I remember just being stuck, like looking at that, um, looking at um the weight room from blueprinting them, them um, for Weightless Records and seeing the Alpha Flight art. I remember looking at that record for four years, not sure if I should buy it because the Alpha Flight art was cool, but it wasn't like sharp. It was so like cartoony and shit um so yeah it definitely made me change my whole um trajectory far as like rap fandom i started listening to that. everything else rather than um everything they told me to
4: what about you mike 100 percent. yeah um like i said i was i was more into like you know the punk rock thing and you know i was in bands and you know we put on shows at houses so we were really into the whole like diy thing mm-hmm. so seeing a Uh, a hip-hop group like with independent as fuck on the inside we were like that's what we say all the time
1: Mm. like we're
4: we're booking shows at houses because these bands don't want to play venues you know Mm. we're charging two dollars for people to come in and watch a band play like that's diy that's independent as fuck and then hearing a hip-hop group do that we're like I was like, man, I didn't even know rap dudes thought this way.
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: this opened me up to all of this other shit that I didn't even know existed. I didn't know any pop consortium existed. I didn't know mm-hmm. Quantum existed. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. What I saw as punk rock as it got was Dell. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow.
4: Right. But, right. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Like, And the thing, of the, 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 the dopest thing about it was like, one of the reasons I didn't really fuck or rap that much was I wasn't into all the big money shit. I wasn't into all the okay. cars and jewels and shit. That wasn't me. So right. even though I don't even know if they really meant it, but you know, when he said, uh, leave your personal possessions in your liner notes and, and fuck all that fuck Tom water for putting out that wannabe big Willie shit. Where I'm mm. like, this dude is saying everything that I believe, <laughs> like he's talking my shit. Mm-hmm. You know, man, this this changed my whole perspective on rap, and even to this day, fucking twenty twenty. Even though LPs way beyond this shit, I'm still stuck on that. Yeah. Oh <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I, I didn't. I didn't realize like independent. Like I, I was like Mike. I didn't realize like independent could even be a viable thing until I came across that record and Raucous and then everything after Raucous. And then once I hit that, I was like, I was I was like 18 or 19 and we were like trying to, me and my friend, and we, we there's like a, like a shady A&R dude in West Philly, like trying to sign us to like a and Records. And this is when they had like Shaq and Corrupt and uh, the Five Deadly Venoms. And they were trying to sign us to this deal. And at the time like City High was popping, they were trying to make a City High so then we got, like, this girl singer we knew around the way, They were going to be, like, two rappers and a singer. And he was making us do, like, all this corny shit, like I said, probably on the show, where he was like, yeah, we're going to flip, like, uh, uh under the boardwalk, but talk about what cats really been doing <laughs> down there. We'll make it, like, dirty. And then he was, like
3: – The gritty reboot. Of yeah, and then the he boardwalk. was, like,
0: we're going to take the soul-to-soul soul drums and redo, like, Al Green, Let's Stay Together, but then you guys are going to rap. Like, it was, like, this really corny <sighs> – me, like nonsense and the dude was like trying to be like a drill sergeant like having us do things in the studio and like 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 like, like putting us on punishment like that that wasn't good enough i'm not going to talk to you for like three weeks until you figure this out and i was like this is bullshit and so uh that like soured me to like a, any like a major label situation and then so once i really really got more into indie game i was like yo like we could just do it like on our own we could just make it happen to where like i remember writing a a paper on like LP Def Jux, Code Flow like in a business of music class, like did a whole paper on that shit.
1: <laughs> like
0: to prove back then, like early 2000s, Like, yo, know, you could do it. And so it really like Mike said, it was like you didn't you didn't even know like that like there was a door available. Because back then it was like, you know, if you're group home, you're on a major label. The same way DMX is on a major label. The same way Rampage the Last Boy Scouts is on a major label.
6: Yeah, it right, made so. me start going to where vinyl was. Right before I would go to CD shows, Tower, you know, Sam Goody, wherever they would sell CDs. When I got into company flow, it started making me an imperative to I need to find out where they're releasing vinyl, and that's when I found all those artists that, that Mike named Quantum, Antipod, mm-hmm. anticon Anthropo- Anticon, all the motherfuckers, mm-hmm. uh, Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. It was all vinyl, and yeah. I that's when I started.
0: Jedi, you know, Jedi so, Mantra, so. around here? Right. I was a big yeah, So when I came that
6: to that Philly. When I came to Philly, there was um Q Records, R-Minds. Like, you had to go there and you would experience vinyl. And that was a whole nother portal than just CDs and maxi singles. Because a lot of people didn't do all of those meetings. You didn't even know that in the late 90s to the 2000s. So, like, it definitely was just an opening. Like, it was like anything, like, Kevin Gunner, anything is possible. Like, seeing Mm. all of these experimental acts get a chance. They all got a 12-inch. Everybody yeah. got a single. J live. Um, I mean, the, from the corny, not corny, but from the plainest to the most complex, everybody got a single. So everybody got a shot. Mm-hmm. And then you know, other people would branch off to do albums. Um, Alaska, what did it make you? Um, I mean,
3: it like it was a sea change for me in '95. Like leading up to that point, like I was, I was sort of getting more into underground at that point. Like I said, I was taping Stretch and Bob, so I would like listen to all the freestyles. Like you know, like the the Sela Dwellers freestyle was big for me. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like just like natural elements and shit like that. Like th- those groups were the ones that were really hitting me. And then I was still listening to sort of like major label shit, like checking out Woo, checking out, mm-hmm. um, you know, Nas, like whatever. And then I heard company flow and it was like, Nope, none of this other stuff matters. This other shit is all bullshit.
5: It's all <laughs> fake.
3: Mm-hmm. and like I, I told you guys before like i missed out on like cuban links i missed out on fucking the infamous i was like i don't want to hear that shit mm. like, i was like fuck that shit Me i mean and years later I've, I've grown to love those records but during that period it was just like this is what i'm about now 24 7 till the day that i die i'm independent as fuck and um you know that's like sort of like how everybody <laughs> that i know in the indie scene back then came together like company flow was like a major fucking turning point
1: mm, i mean yep. there was there was other
3: groups involved as well like natural uh natural elements was big yep. um non-fiction was like kind of like in the mix oh, i was I a very huge non-fiction it. fan but um the juggernauts like the juggernauts mm. are really important to me um yishwan saya but like there was there was this one show it was at a club called vinyl and it was Natural resources, Natural nonfiction, resources. Uh, the Juggernauts and Company flow.
0: Damn. Damn.
3: And it was like the entire New York underground was there at that show, and that's yeah. like that's where like I met Adams family. Like that's where Hangar Eighteen became part of Adams family. Like you know, we knew a couple of the guys. Like we knew this dude Osiris, um, mm-hmm. who was like down with Vast and Vortal. and um, we just happened to go to the bathroom, and there's this giant fucking cipher in the bathroom and it was just like every fucking rapper in New York was in the bathroom rapping to the show (laughs) and it was like it it was one of those monumental moments but I think it it sort of coalesced the scene around this energy that company flow was pumping out and it was like it just really changed the way that everybody looked at everything because nobody was looking to get signed anymore at that point nobody was looking for like anybody to put out anything I mean there was like indie labels popping up so there was that element but um, you know ultimately it was like
6: but it wasn't running. It wasn't running up to Midtown and hoping you see an executive come out of the office and pushing a fucking um, pushing a press pack on him. You yeah.
1: can
6: you could get you can get with you can get with labels, Land Speed or whoever the fuck back then. You know you can get with them and convince them to press up your record. That was a big difference than all right, yo. We sad. Uh, I heard Russell Simmons is gonna be at one forty fifth. Whatever. We got to catch him out here because that's what my manager used to do. He used to run across six-lane traffic dodging cars when he would see Russell and spin past his security because he was, like, a running back. Like, I'm not ch- playing. Like, one time he, like, took off, like, Barry Tan and jumping and shit and did this spin and shit and got right in front of Russell. Hey, man, can you try check my group? Oh my uh, gave him a whole press kit. There,
1: there and then also and then Russell elements sexually where was, like,
6: <laughs> sort of these,
3: like, producer, like, almost these, like, predatory producers who were, like, trying to – to get in on the scene. So they would be like, yo, I'd like, you know, they'd see you like ciphering outside front of the Eurekan. And they'd uh-huh. be like, yo, here, here's my number. Give me a call. Let's build. And they would have you at your house, their house, they'd play you some beats and you're like, nah, I'm not really feeling that or whatever. And then they'd start lecturing you, like, yo, you can't do that shit. Like if you want to make it, you got to do like this type of stuff. <laughs> you you're a cornball. Like we don't we want nothing to do with you. It's like it was just like an awakening. It was like it gave us it gave us the ability to tell people to fuck off. You know, mm-hmm. which was, I think is really important when you're young. Like, you know, I mean, some of the music we made, I look back and I'm just like, oh, that's terrible. But it gives you the opportunity to, like, find who you are as an artist instead of having somebody else tell you how to do it. And it was like there were so many of those cases. Like, I remember we, me and this dude, um, Chasm, who used to be part of um, Adam's family. And coincidentally, his sister dated LP. But um, sure. so we would record at his house. And every now and again, like, we'd see L and be like, hey. But um, we had a we had um a meeting with Game Records. Do you remember? Oh that? yeah, so, I got Game like, yeah. yeah. Records over here. From the source owned, and he put out like the early Royce the 5'9". Oh yeah, um, yeah
0: and like too, early bro. Eminem, sure Agalaw. yeah. 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 Was, so and you know?
3: all the covers were basically like between
0: models, like, girls yeah, strippers. Bikini. Yeah, um, yeah I love he so. put out Boom. He put out the Royce joint, Boom. Yeah,
4: oh yeah, but what yeah. we met with what's that? I thought you said game. You said game records. Yeah, game, yeah. game records. Oh, yeah, I remember game records. Yeah. yeah. So,
3: so we went in and we sat with him and he was like, just so dismissive. Like before we played anything, like he was doing us a favor and it was just like, fuck you, we're out. Like, we're not dealing with you. Like, who the fuck are you? You're like a dude that fucking puts out records. Who gives a fuck about you? You mean nothing. But it was like, it was being able to be that confident. Company Flow gave us that opportunity. Like, that, so. was, that was a huge moment. I love it. I
6: don't know if people put our shit out Our shit suck, but no, that's just dope. Yo, let's 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 kick another break and then come back with some homes. Favorites. Hey yo, peace to call out culture one time, man. It's your boy Scorsese. Shout out to Jason Griff. We the dream team. And we drop it. Catch point TM. This is the remix. Listen up, man. Wolfpack remix. Quo Chris. Yanks to
4: zero. Zilla Rock on there. Curly Castro on there. Mr. Lift show up too. My man T. Paul on there. Whole lot of motherfuckers. You hear me? 17 joints. Pick
6: that shit up. Grip. X. Scorsese. Bandcamp.com.
7: Midnight Express coming soon.
6: blab Call out culture, C O C. The cult that you want to be. I just made that up.
3: So we back before before we start jumping into our favorites, y'all had some like questions and stuff that you wanted to ask me, sort of Uncle Alaska.
4: Uh, Story time, like uncle.
0: uncle Alaska. Yeah, I mean, get yeah. him, Mike.
4: Yeah. So Mike, shoot away. Like, you yeah, were bro. you were you were around when a lot of this shit? Maybe not, of course, when Company Flow was was popping, but. I would have, I would assume shortly after you were kind of indoctrinated into that crew, right? Yeah, w- within time. like, um, So I don't know how familiar you are with it, but
3: um, there used to be a studio and it was like a message board too called Ozone Records.
7: Uh,
2: yep.
3: um, and that's where they did a lot of their early recordings and like Mike Ladd was recording out of their anti-pop, um, Sonic mm-hmm. Sum. Yeah. So we got brought into there, like myself, So let me go back a little bit. I was part of a group called Adam's Family, as you guys all know. And it was like 30 fucking rappers at one point. And we ended up whittling it down to like eight of us. And my group was called Hanger 18 and it was me and Windy Breeze. Um, And then there was like Cryptic, uh, who was in a group called Center of the Web with Jest, um, Vast and Bortle, who were kind of solo artists at the time. Uh, But Windy Breeze went to college. So I wasn't doing any music and Bortle and I were fast friends. So we started doing a lot of stuff and we became a group that was at one point called Formless Metamorphics at one time called Saga Tetsuo. We had a whole bunch of different names, but we ended up getting like pulled into that like Ozone recording studio thing. So we did a bunch of stuff over there and that's like where we became in the mix. And then um, I didn't really even know Elle at that point. Like I knew Amichi, his manager and I knew like a couple of the engineers um, and Mike Ladd and like I started becoming friends with Rob at that point and Fred from Sonic Sum. But um, it wasn't until like maybe even like a year or two after that, that I became friendly with LP. Like all my early interactions with LP were like the worst. And I, th- I think it's kind of one of those things you hear about L. Like your early re- interactions with him were just like shit. Um, I don't know if it's still like that, but back then it was just like, man, I just remember so many times being like either on stage with him, like Fordle and I had a show at this place called Coney Island High, and he came out and started rocking with us. And I was just like, Man, "Fuck this kid!" Like, <laughs> like I was just, I was just hell bent on trying to rip him off the stage. I don't think I did, but it was just like in my head, I was like, "Fuck him!" And it was like, there was like a bunch of like, like three or four times like that where I was just like, "He's such a dick," you know? Like, um, but eventually I became friends with him. Like, he's, he's actually like a real sweet person. I think he just has defenses up when you first mm-hmm. meet him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot, I think, exactly. a lot of artists are like that. Um, but he's like, he's super cool. He's like, super friendly. He's like, just completely lovely person. Like he looks out for his people. He takes care of everybody. Um, You know, he gave me the opportunity to see the world, but it was like, in those early days, I did not like him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually like cannibal ox became a group, right? So Vortal and Bass, they became friendly. They actually moved in with LP and they were living there and that's how that started. Mm -hmm. So I would go over there a lot and it would just be like, the weirdest shit in the world, man. Because it was like, it was a two-level apartment, and on the bottom floor was the studio. Then Vast and Bordel shared a bedroom. This bedroom was so fucked up. It was like, I mean, you know, figure two, like, 18 to 20-year-old guys sharing a room with two mattresses on the floor. (laughs) Um, Video games and, like, VCR movies all over the place. Vast side of the room was covered with pictures that he ripped out of porn magazines.
1: Word, like literally, <laughs> like s-
3: floor to the middle
6: of the ceiling in that, the bedroom that, that the got the portal room. side,
3: oh, and I there was, was like shit, room. like not porn though, like fucking cutout pictures of vaginas, just like taped in the middle. It was like, what is going on? This some, like mm-hmm. serial killer shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I love it. It was like, it was just like, it's like the nightmare apartment you think of, like, when you think of, like, an artist apartment or, like, a squatter's apartment. It wasn't a squatter apartment, but, like, I I played house party shows, like you're talking about, Mike, and, like, some of those places where it's, like, you know, there's no working toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, you know, there's no light in the bathroom for some reason, but it smells like death. Yep, You know, yeah, like, it was, like, one of those places, like, <laughs> Yeah, you would, you would go before. upstairs, and like there was like a, a sheet across the kitchen, and you would just yeah. open it, and it was like 75 bags of garbage in the kitchen. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> what the
1: fuck is going on
3: here? And then there but was it,
6: definitely always one spec room, like one room almost gutted, no, like yeah. you could fall through it. There always yeah. one spec room in these places. So, but same. the living room was always
3: neat, and the studio was always neat. But um, so that, that was real. Like when I first got to know those guys, like just, or, you know, L and, and Justin, and Len weren't really around. Although I, I always had good interactions with, with um, just, I only met him like once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Len, I'm still like kind of friendly with I actually emailed him to see if he was around to do this tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't hear back. So I guess I'm not that tight. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it was like, you know, that was like, how I, I got down with those guys but you know the whole like scene was like it was just everybody that you know of from New York and from that independent scene was just like out and together all the time so it was like it was really a cool vibe that was going on then you know but like was, like, like you would like, go to Al's house yeah. like during the the early CoFlow days and it would be like you would just show up and like you know Vass would be there Camus and Cage you're like hey What's up, guys? And then Cage would talk at you for like an hour straight.
6: Like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. But, all right, yeah. all right, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. But yo, El's Crib used to be the crib used to call black, yo, who all over there? Who's Text. But
3: um, yeah, it was like, you know, like you would go to like any single event and just everybody was there. Like I remember going to rock study once. And um it, for those that aren't familiar, Rock Study is like the Rock Study Crew anniversary party. Mm-hmm. and it was like a big concert in a pier on this pier on the um the west side of manhattan and afterwards like myself vast l i think maybe rob sonic like a few other people came and then it was like two of my friends like that didn't know shit about rap music right. yeah. I, well they knew about rap music like they were big rap heads but they didn't they know, know like, anything That's about right. this shit yeah and I remember my friend pulling me over and being like, Yo, what the fuck is up with all these weirdos, man? I said, like, no, they're nice. He's like, he's fucking sitting there with no shoes on in your apartment. What's going on? And I was like, this guy gets to know him, man. No Give him a chance. There's no
6: Adidas anywhere. There's no
3: <laughs> yeah. Adidas. No rock so it was anywhere. Like, it was weird watching those two different worlds, like, of non-music friends and music friends combined. But, no. I mean, I don't know. It's, do you have more questions about <laughs> I don't know if this, like... Right, get
4: him. No yeah. man, that was that was it. Like that's just dope to me. Like, like I feel like when I meet younger kids that are into like like punk and hardcore in Atlanta now, and they're like, "Yo, what was it like back in the day?" And I'm like, "Oh, sit down, boy. Let me tell you about it." But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched all of these things happen in like the punk and hip and a uh, hardcore scene, but I wasn't a part of this crazy indie rap scene that was happening in New York. Like, Mm -hmm. Steph Jooks was my number one thing back then. Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. saw what everyone on that label was doing, from from y'all to C-Rays to everybody. I was just like, man, this shit is so dope. And people look at me and be like, well, you're in Atlanta, you have Outkast. But I'm like, I didn't give two shits about Outkast in 97. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give two fucks about Fucking me and you, your mom and your cousin too. I didn't give a fuck <laughs> it. Like, it was too on beat for me to, like, be cool with. But, right. oh, man, it's just it's just dope <laughs> to hear somebody that was around one of my favorite eras of rap talking about, like, what it was like being around these dudes that I still look at as, like, legends. You
6: yeah. Know? Oh, they definitely did some legends. Mm-hmm. So, Alaska. Yeah. And I asked you this a bunch of times. Did you know you knew y'all were doing stuff different? Did you know y'all were doing stuff timeless? Was there some type of something did, great is happening or like when did, you were Did I A's know? I'm sorry. Songs? I heard oh, you said like something. like you knew y'all know y'all were doing stuff different in avant garde. Yeah. But did you know y'all were doing stuff timeless? Like when you would hear like an Aesop demo or C Ray's do something like would you be like whoa? Like some. I mean, did you even know the post of making something that you know would last? I, th- you know I think, think we thinking? had like
3: a weird arrogant insecurity, if that makes sense. Like, we're real arrogant about our shit, but we're also real insecure about it.
0: Um, I don't know if we thought it was like... That's every rapper in your 20s. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I don't know if we thought we were doing anything, like, super special, necessarily. Mm. It was just, like, it was fun, and it was, it was, like, all cool heads. Like, it was, like, um, you know, just finding all these people with similar, like, ideas and um philosophies about how to make music and how to make art and and what it means to be a rapper and what it means to be part of like this particular scene was really cool it was like when we first started you know you you get to this place and you're you're the new people in the scene and it's just like it's kind of real combat combative like everybody's looking at you like who are these motherfuckers Mm -hmm. Right? right so within that we sort of found our own little crew of people and like there was almost a form of rebellion against what was there before. So like, when we first started rapping at New York and Poets Cafe, it was a lot of, I think, more conscious style rap going on. Mm. You know, there was um, it would almost be like John Forte style rapping. You know, right. like pre fujis like yeah. sort of. You know, a lot of like incense and chew sticks and fucking. Um, <laughs> like and chew stick. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly.
3: but, so but it was land. like that. It was land like land kind of like. Sticks. It, it was it was tying into like what the like what was considered underground by the mainstream back then. Right. So like that's not like the roots, you know, there was like the roots were considered like real underground and real edgy at that time.
1: Mm-hmm. They were. And then yep, there was yep.
3: a, a whole generation of us underneath that that were like, fuck this shit. Right. It is soft is as fuck. Shit.
6: Like, so look, roots are like grassroots. They play all this stuff. They have yeah. tracks. Yeah, that yeah. are no rapping. It's beatboxing and pianos and shit. And mm-hmm. so I remember, and I always tell it when I came to Philly, like I'm. This is like the I don't know. It's hard to remember, but they had a T-shirt. It was brown, and they had all figures of them. They were colored in different colors, and they all had like, but it was like one line art.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
6: I know the picture by heart. And I was just like so infatuated with him until I met Tariq. Mm-hmm. And not saying I was disappointed, but he wasn't a superhero the minute yeah. I met him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't a superhero the minute he took his he showed his hair in Brooklyn Babylon and mm-hmm. I thought he always covered his hair so shit like yeah. that so I remember um definitely thinking the roots and you know cats like that like they wouldn't get the full like I remember um like cellar dwellers. that was funny they came yeah. up. they were like underground a little bit and um mm-hmm. uh um what's the group that was on the rangers
0: the like, ranges, but they were on rock. The cat,
6: yeah, but they were behind. You know, you know what
0: they are? The mainstream Everything cats. you're saying is these are major label rappers who can't make hits.
6: Yeah, they should so have been
0: or underground, but, they were, but they're they on MCA so Records. They're they were on like, Rockefeller. They want
6: the big splash. <laughs> they were on, But they want the big splash ad. But their stuff was the small ones coming. Yeah, because they can't. Yeah. Make so I hits. would always yeah. the roots. Always wait it, for them. Like, that was underground hours. for me. That was but, underground for me. I,
3: I would say for us, we were almost like the sons of hieroglyphics in Hobo Junction, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So there was yep. like that style that was coming out, and it was like it was more aggressive. It was super lyrical, but it was more aggressive. It was a little more arty. It wasn't sort of so tied into like, I guess, the traditions that those people had. Like we were sort of more like all right let's fuck with things like, let's try to make things sound different let's mm-hmm. sample different things like let's go to movie soundtracks let's go to fucking weird like sci-fi shit let's I got talk about question. sci-fi shit let's like let's get futuristic with it so mm-hmm. like i got i got yeah, go ahead.
6: when did y'all know that like camel tail was like some other shit did he gradually get to some other shit or did he come one day with like hey check this other stuff i'm working on you're like what the fuck like when was that for me, it, it was like
3: it was well after S.A. Smash came out. Um, okay. You know, it was just sort of LP had this tape of shit they were working on. And he started playing it and it was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, that's Camus? Mm. Like,
0: it
3: was like, what ended up becoming King of Hearts and then they had like the Secret Service, Service, Service thing or whatever it was? Yeah, Essential Intelligence.
0: Um, Central Service, Yeah, Essential Intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, Central Intelligence. Yeah, Central but yeah,
6: Service, it was, you know, Service. Camus yeah. was... So he would just rap normally like he would just man. rap, and I mean, he, he would, would rap, be- like,
3: hold the floor. Like, that was Camus. That was yeah, Kamu. Okay. Like, Love that. When Love, I first started God. going out to Ohio to show with those dudes in, like, 94, maybe. Damn. No, it was actually it was later than 94. It was, like, 97, 98. First started going out and chilling with, like, Blueprint and those guys. And I met the Megahertz dudes through them. And it was, like, mm, I met Kamu. Right. And, like, he was just, like, a funny dude that rapped really good. And, like, Prism, um, rest oh. in peace, was, like, oh. fucking just oh. like, the coolest cat in the world. Um, But that was, like, what Camus was until suddenly LP had this tape. But I think when Camus got to New York, it changed the way he looked at a lot of things, I think. He didn't, like, look at being an artist, just being a rapper at that point. Like, he really Mm. sort of branched out and embraced the city. Like, he embraced downtown in Brooklyn. But, you know, when you would hang out with Camus, he'd be like, let's go over here. Like, let's go to this place. Let's go to that place. He knew all these cool places you would go to. And it was like, oh. So this kid, like he came here and he just really threw himself into it. And I think doing that probably opened him up a little bit to be able to, to create this amazing music.
4: Yeah. I saw Camus one time. They, he came through Atlanta. It was, uh, it was cage, uh, slow suicide stimulus. Mm-hmm. And, Woo! and they played at this super small ass venue. It's probably about five minutes from my house. And I walked in and there was no bullshit. There was like eight people in the whole room. Mm. Mm. And I love these they started playing and like when the opener played, the sound was fine. Yeah. But right. When, um, the dust of and then went on, everything sounded like shit. So mm. I remember tame, like threw the mic down and was like, fuck this and bounced. So I'm like, what's going on? So, Camus came out, and only thing I'd heard from Camus at that point was um, the S.A. Smash record and the whole The Floor 12-inch. Um, so I was expecting just some rap shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was rapping a lot on that um, on that S.A. Smash record. Oh, yeah, Love
6: that record. Um, and that Love record that is um,
4: amazing. And and the, the, the Slow Suicide Stimulus record, he had all kinds of verses. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting rapping. Mm-hmm. And he came out, and I think he did that Is it Bird Flew? I think his name of that song. Um, He came out and did that. And I I still vividly remember this. And I was like, whoa, like, this dude is not rapping at all. Like, he's doing this weird singing thing, this weird thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being enthralled, even though the sound was complete dog shit. Complete Mm -hmm. dog shit. He did, like, two songs and was just like, fuck this. And he left, too. And... At that moment, I remember like being like, "Damn, I really want to like talk to this guy because I really want to know what the fuck is making you do this music because nothing else sounded like that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. which is weird now when we fast forward to 2020. Like, if 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 he was around now, like he'd
1: be huge. Doing,
4: He'd be yeah. a superstar. He would be a fucking superstar. So he'd, be, a, yeah. For real, he'd be um, he'd be little, he'd be little. Put put I'll it this be, way.
1: Put it this, make this make way. Made about, my, you, my you, my homie, the shit my that you was,
6: guys
3: ended up hearing from him that was done like three years before it actually came out mm-hmm. like the stuff we're talking about was done like it was done for a long time and it was just it was so far ahead of its time
0: yeah. I, I want to say this real quick about Kamuna and we'll, and I, I think we we take our next break and then we'll get all back into like the super company flow nerd shit my homies that like, and that were at college with me we did rap shit together that all end up getting in the industry, working for Good Music, and being there for all that, all the Kanye shit, Watch the Throne shit, all of that. They were they're Philly dudes, and uh, so my one friend who did um, Bill, shouts to him, he did make the sickness Cell, the cure beat off me and Castro off uh, my album Future Former Rapper. He now works for Kid Cudi full time. That's his job. He does all the sound engineering, tour shit, everything.
6: Oh, where um, you hooked up with a Cooter.
0: That's his job. He works for so he went from good music to Cuddy. nice,
6: right,
4: full, full nice. time.
0: And so, you know, Cuddy loves Camus. I can tell. That's wow, like, yeah. He's yeah, from I, Ohio.
6: That 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 that's a puzzle piece. That's like so right that's there, right? That's a Lego then, piece right there.
0: So then, and then you had, Cam- and then you had Cuddy. Remember, he remember he was in a weird shit with Cage for a while. Like, did like weird videos. Yeah, yeah, they you know, were working like, 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 on like film. On they
6: were like doing like film. Yeah, and like, like weird yeah, violent, and was violent shit down track of Right. There's one. Yeah, there's one small movie where I think it's, it's like like a rap. Yeah. And it's not just yeah. not, not just a cave song. They did like yeah. a nice a yeah, multimedia yeah, yeah. piece. Yeah, Microfans.
0: What is But anyway, so oh, Mike, um, what did you say it was called? I'm sorry.
4: It was called Maniac.
0: Maniac, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maniac. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was thinking, yeah. So anyway, so um so he he knew who Kamu was. And then my other friend who was working for Kanye full time four years, where Jay is like shouting out on songs. He was, when they were making Watch the Throne, they were, back then, being like, yo, get all the people in the room be like, yo, play us the weirdest shit ever. Play us shit you mm-hmm. don't think we would fuck with. Play a shit you think we would never like. So you have dudes in that room, like us, that are all into jokes and Anticon and anti-pocket and all of that, playing that for Jay and Kanye. Wow. 2010 or 11. Sprinkling it all out there. Wow! to where when we when we met Dose Castro and to remember when we were kicking with Dose 1 he was mm-hmm. like one time Kanye randomly like favorited a tweet from Yoni Wolf
5: mm-hmm. and he
0: was like how the fuck would Kanye know who we are and I was like because my people were anti-com fans playing that shit for them so what my That's friends awesome. always said about Watch the Throne he's like the first version of Watch the Throne is way out there like they scale back because mm-hmm. they all make you know 20 versions of every fucking song when you're in a good music right. pipeline yeah. But he was, like, the first version, they really took it somewhere. And then they scaled it back, and then it became mm-hmm. the retail version. But I say that wow. to say, like, if Camus lived, he'd be in that pipeline.
4: Oh, yeah. With all them. Oh, because
0: yeah. Cuddy would be bringing him on shit. Like, why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. might not
6: even exist if Camus was around. If Camus was real, to tell you the truth. That's what I'm saying. Like, he definitely could have broke through the membrane. Either. Oh, yeah. Because look, at, look yeah. at somebody like The Weeknd. He didn't right. start off being as popular as he, you know what I'm saying. He seemed weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, even
0: even, even even how big his L has gotten, you don't think yeah. Camus would run the jewel songs? Of yeah,
6: course, like right. you know
0: what right. I mean. That, that, that's mm-hmm. a slam dunk.
6: No. I'm still it's, waiting for Smash Burger. Metro got it. You need to <laughs> drop it, man. Metro Smash got Burger. that second essay. I was as I was always talking about that second. Where is that second essay? I I remember trying to tell because then check it. So once Jukes gets there, claws entrenched into the style they dropped mm-hmm. S.A. Smash, and everybody was twisting their face. They were, like, super Juke fans. It's like, no, this is, like, regular dope rap. No, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, cats brag. And, no, cats up in New York, like, they would, like, if you were heavy into Juke's and all that stuff, then S.A. Smash was more a return to the norm. Like, they still, even yeah, got, probably. like, these regular rappers, punch-in-the-face rappers, and a lot mm-hmm. of cats didn't like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that was another, real, like,
6: it was, there was it a was bit strange. of a backlash. Oh yeah, Yeah, and it was, like, two black artists. Yeah, like people wanted deaf jokes to look a certain way. Uh, and it was like two black artists talking black shit. And people were like, huh? I remember cats like, oh, this is not weird. I was like, yo, fuck, listen to this shit. I will oh, check wow. this shit. Mm-hmm. And then, then, when, then it, it, it was undeniable. It was, it it was, was like definitely an alcoholic's probably record more
0: to more me. Acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I yeah. Well, there was the a certain oh, aesthetic for record.
6: early joke stuff, right? It was like right. L,
3: Ace, Canox.
1: Right.
0: That's like
3: what everybody expected. And then they dropped. Yeah, lift as well. Yeah, and then they dropped S.A. Smash. P FAC and US. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which were like completely was different from anything Ooh, that Like,
0: like, like RJ RJ's the only one that could like not hey. sound like that shit and blow yeah. up. He was like sample in gospel and soul and jazz.
6: But RJ, tell me, um Alaska RJ was getting placements, right? That would cross him over back then, right? Yeah, but RJ was yeah.
0: also sort of established too
6: at that
3: point. Like whereas SA Smash wasn't, P FAC wasn't, and we weren't.
0: Indeed, okay. Album. Yeah, the album is I love Party Fire. Yeah, why don't sure. we take a break? Because we're never going to let like you yeah. talk the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, this beat in the background here. Is brought to you by me, Zilla Rock, of the Call Out Culture podcast, Wrecking Crew, and all that good ish. This is off my first beat tape, entitled, imaginatively, Don't Drop a Beat Tape, Zilla. It is available now on Bandcamp, $3pistol.com. It's 12 beats, it's $5. Hours. $5, $5, 5 clans, 5 beans, 5 smackaroos, Whatever, several quarters. I can't count right now. I'm doing a commercial. Check it out on Bandcamp now. First Bandcamp beat tape I ever made. Don't drop a beat tape, Zilla. Get it now. Back to the Call show. Call out culture. Call out culture. culture Call. Wow. The, the, like the new beat. Talk to him. No I put that. I put that Conway sample. Yeah, I didn't know oh, last why oh. I put that. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: You guys like the new intro?
0: The new oh, intro, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah we did it All after right. a year.
3: Yeah. Um, all right. So, so why don't we, we get into this record? Because we talked a lot about shit and we haven't even talked about the record at all yet. Um, True. So, so why, don't, why don't we just rattle off some of our favorites? Like each pick a favorite track and then a favorite verse by Len and a favorite verse by Al. Um, so Mike, as the guest of honor, you want to set it off with uh, your favorite track?
4: Um, uh, if I had to pick one favorite track... I would I, you know what I would still have to say Vital Nerve because it was the first first track that I heard from them. It's probably still the illest beat to me just because it's so fucking weird. Mm. Um, Cuz it really just doesn't make sense, you know. And it, yeah. it, and every time I hear it it always takes me to that 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 LP Esoteric Beef where he's like, of course, those oh. on my keyboard. How you think I made on nerves? The and then you hear yep. oh, <laughs> dude, dude. Yep. oh, hold up. But yeah, yeah, like that beat is just so fucking ill to me. Yeah. And yeah, but soon you'll see as I flow. Oh, it's just yeah, man. That's probably my favorite track on this whole album. Word.
6: Damn. That's
4: a good one. But you on got cash. You on, bro.
1: Yeah.
6: So like another thing I wanted to point out about this was like I didn't learn this till later was recording style and how their bars would run into each other and I didn't know people were punching in one bar at a time but I knew he would because so, what would fascinate me was I would hear the engineering he would have a voice here and a voice there and stuff but I'd be like how do you write that when you write that do you write oh let me talk over myself here and let me write this line it will bleed into this line I thought that was fascinating but my favorite song is just you know well it's it's a tie Um, it's a tie but it's um last good sleep tied with um, Hmm. population control. So you heard population control (sighs) as as far as the track. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So like, I'm like, yo, wait a minute, right? So this is how he starts the joint, yo. You and your whole fucking kangaroo will end in tepid. So when I Pearl Harbor, don't let me catch you intrepid. Mm. I'm telling you the wishbone been broken my favor crumb cake your mistake enterprise and see indelible the number one feel bad crew of the season just give so me one reason true. to flash that was I the line right, to right flag, there. half mad take time to wallow company float a puppy, peeny, sucky sucky so of course in any attempt to defend you end up unkempt plus the agents get orange L-P-P L-P-F-C-F rock stop
2: stop man stop it
6: stop
3: it I just remember, I was like yeah, it had the crazy Ra, the rugged man outro at the end. I too. love that his yeah. voice
0: on that shit.
1: Yo, yeah. okay. oh, Yo. What
0: do you know
3: about that deal you pop. No, <laughs>
0: <Yo.
1: laughs>
3: but I feel like that, like he he had just started going by Ra at that point too, because he was crustified dibs before
1: yep.
6: that. Right, and that's what um, that's what uh, Sean nomads as crucified. That's what Biggie nomad mm-hmm. as. Yeah. you asked Biggie what his name was. Yep. Back yep. then, Correct. but yeah, that's, well, that's, they did the song together. They did um, yep. what's it called?
3: Cunt Renaissance.
6: Cunt Renaissance, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But definitely, know, they in them new like puppies. Like yo, don't have no crucified dibs name credits yeah. next year. It's like, not. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Let's I used to, to see RN, that sticker bro. all over New York. Mm. Oh, street team, yo. Yeah. July.
0: <sighs> this is tricky, man. Um, I'm, I'm a. I'm a big from a production standpoint, I'm a big loon TNS dude. Because that's one of those beats where like one of my fascinations with like early Rock Marcy is he would pick sounds where like and this is why I love Iron Man. There's albums and songs and sounds where I don't know what the fuck these sounds are. Like I don't know uh-huh. if it's sped up keys. I don't know if they're playing it live. I don't know what that is. So I've heard Loon TNS so many times, and I don't know if that's like strings sped all the way up or if that's keys or if someone's playing it. And I always like that about beats. Like I like when beats, like you can't figure out what the hell is happening.
6: It's, it's, Loon TNS sounds like a, a hailstorm and it's the hell with
1: piano,
0: And it's, it's it's like bright and like kind of, it's kind of jiggy for that album, that, it got that, 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 that dynamic.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, like it's, got that scratch, that stab.
0: Like, if, if that, that beat was on, like, a Busta album, I'd be like, okay, sure. It's on a Busta Rhymes album. So it's like...
6: And then fucking Justice just ripping off all artists' names. Right. But because I wasn't album,
0: a graph dude, like, it, that song, like, I, it was... It, like right, a, you didn't know what I it like, was. Like, I like I was like, if I was, like, a dog, like, listening to someone speak German to me, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but this shit sounds good. So, like, production-wise, I always, like, love Loon S, but... I'm looking at either Fire in Which You Burn or Eight Steps. I really can't pick oh, yeah. I can't. Crazy. Eight Steps. I, I, I think it's probably Eight, because it's probably like my most played company flow song, but Fire in, Which meow, meow, meow. Like, Fire in Which You Burn to me, like, symbolizes everything about every story Alaska says to me. Like, I think of that song. Like, all, like breeze treads all of them on that like that fucking beat my father thinking it's the worst thing he ever heard in his life like all of that to me is co-flow but eight steps is like my most played you know like because it's more just like a more like a raw (coughs) i you know kind of like left field like typical drum breaks so yeah i i can't i can't even really say like one over the other so that's kind of a fraudulent answer i gave you fucking three things
3: word um i'm I'm going to go with probably Tragedies of War in three parts.
0: <laughs> Mostly it's
3: because I fucking love the beat changes throughout the whole thing. I was like. going to
6: say that. I was going to say that la- the LP beat part. Oh.
3: And then then the the, um, the 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 beat changes are dope through the whole thing. The, the lyrics are amazing. But there's something like there's the section where it's just like talking in the middle of the verses. Yep. Yep. And... It's basically like I think it's recording from the first World Trade Center bombing. Whoa. Like somebody being interviewed from the wor- first World Trade Center bombing. Get out of here. Yeah, like the one in ninety four.
0: So it's like Damn. I think
3: it like a news clip of somebody talking. At least that was the story at the time, that's what it was. Like that's what everybody was saying.
6: Yeah.
0: Wow. The second beat with the I thought it was just that
6: weird stuff yeah. that they would find and lenses and scratching around it and shit like that. Oh God, man! I just yeah. keep hearing stabs and metal screaming. Like, 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 he's so
0: ill because like Len gives you like such. He's almost like 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 a trumpet player with them. Like he gives with yes. those bursts, and it's not just like background shit or like no. DJ premiere where it's like this is like the signature hook. Like Len shit is like this is. I wish Len song. stayed
6: with y'all at Jukes to keep crafting y'all sound. Mm. After that, I wish he was one of the producers. Not heavy, but I wish he was in the mix. Like, Len on C-Ray's album, shit like that. Like, mm, like, yeah. you know, I wish. But that that's, I mean, I, I follow Len after that no more. What, what was that first record? With the Dummy the, the Gene Grayser. No, the um, Pity of the Fool. Oh, Pity of yeah. the Fool, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. You know what? Out. We were talking about, somebody was talking about J-Treads a second ago. Does anyone know what the fuck happened to him? Yeah, because, yeah he was yeah. rhyming yeah. on my beats, on my. dog.
0: He was rhyming yeah, on my Yeah, he came out to the last, city. like, this...
4: I put, I
3: throw this event called 90 Now in New York. Like a quick. And it's, um, so it, it's sort of like um, a spin off of the old New Eureka Poets Cafe. So, what, what the New Eureka Poets Cafe was, it was a live band that will play and then they would draw names out of a hat. So, it would be like 10 poets and 10 rappers. Um, so, it started as just a reunion of the rappers from the New Eureka Poets Cafe. Like, we just got together to hang out. And, we started like talking about doing an event and a lot of dudes make beats so we were just like let's just do live beat sets and have them fucking open mic and then anybody can rap whenever they want to come up so like the first three that we did we were getting like probably like 50 to 100 people in the small ass bar
1: yeah
3: and it was just like all mcs coming through and uh, Jay treads came. He fucking showed up and fucking rapped.
0: That's, I'm, I'm, I'm playing my beats. And Jay treads yeah. starts rapping. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was fucking
3: starstruck. Like, I actually, I mean, I've met him once or twice before. And I just walked up to him. I was like, yeah,
0: you're like my favorite rapper. Yeah. <laughs> I love
1: this song.
0: Like, you know. oh, and I J-Treads style and was it.
6: so jagged. It was just so oh, arresting. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're going to pay attention to what I say.
4: And I he really was with- like the illest versus like, oh, my clothes over your head. I enjoy the aerial view. Aerial view. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, that, that shit about, um, I got what you say? like, I got more cats in attendance than a class of schizophrenics. schizophrenics like, yeah, like yeah. he said, here, the living here, here, here. circle, circle, yep. dot, dot. Nobody can touch me. You. Like, that stuff. <laughs> ew, like, God yeah. And he never dropped like a full, like, why? Yeah, the song. I'm still Wait, Lester,
6: was there any out. was there any concrete and I know the answer was there any concrete plans on an indelible MC like record or was that just a moment everybody was there rapping on them song. I, I think it was just a moment. My mm. like queen heroin is
3: on. Come on man. Yeah, yeah dog. I, Have you guys ever heard the J Treads um, peace of
6: mind.
4: You've talked about it.
6: I might have. Oh, I
4: Weird fake, like, mixtape that somebody just made and dropped on a blog that's mm-hmm. got, like, I don't know, 16, 17 random j tred songs, but I don't know if wow. it's fun, whatever you're talking about. Wow.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll send it in an email. I have an MP3 of it, so I'll, I'll send it over.
0: That was a crazy yeah, one. Yeah, j J-Treads wrapped on my beat, and then fucking Mike Eagle and Poison Pen went off the head for, like, 15 minutes out front of the wow. Smashing,
6: Smashing it. it. Wow. But would, would j style have survived having to put out one or two albums like is that is he a cat in the moment where he that might explosion have just given us should what be we contained needed. where we need it like can you take you know what I'm saying like, like
0: Prem said man when well, Prem was like yo he's a if, if, you, if you go off five verses put down he's the best rapper ever just yeah five tre- J Treads verses yeah, yeah. The best. That, that, the that's, song, that's I just Prem's sent favorite. you guys
3: a link to the song in the chat yeah. I'll email yeah, to remember. you as well but I remember that song about. was probably more responsible for Hanger 18 than Fun Crusher Plus was. Damn. Because it it just like, it changed the way we rap because it was so fucking personal. And it was like, it was almost like the dudes that were like Wind and Breeze and Analytic were like skater kids. So they were really into hardcore and they were into this group called Stark Weather. Mm -hmm. Where it was...
4: That's one of my favorite albums. Fucking, uh, dude, are you serious? Oh, wait. Crossbearer and... Get yeah, wire? that's like my favorite shit. Yeah. So them.
3: they used to talk about that shit all the time. And they were like, this is the rap version of that. Where it's just wow. like these super interpersonal, like, sort of like, introspective sad
4: songs. And it was just like, I was like, okay, cool. Cr- yeah, every fucking Starkweather song is basically about how he's a complete piece of shit that doesn't want to live. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest. <laughs> wow. it, they made the greatest shit. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've only heard it once or twice, but I loved it when I heard it. Yeah, they're fucking great.
0: Nice. Oh no, man. So what what we say our best best verses?
4: Yeah,
3: let's give a uh, best verse from each of
0: them. Wow. Wow. All right, Castro, who's, who's your best verse? Best L and then best Just.
6: Um, I was going to use population control as my button, but um the best Just verse is um um the, the verse on um is it a is it a
7: bad touch example? Yo, I get live like Tupac getting shot in the lobby. Most of them see styles as Robbie of my freestyles as a hobby. I pick apart monkey brains and spread disease. Hot zones, my cameos on promo seem strange, like someone's not home. Big, just the outside rain on your dream field with style, so freaking wet niggas need maxi panty shields. Expose more moles out the closet than lead paint on your tenement, got more black thought to my root than most niggas got in their it. pigment. It's the babyface lieutenant with the luck like Luciano, hardcore like coochie rap music made for concert piano. So dust off the candelabra, hip-hop's version of the super dundano. with the license to give more ass whippers to Father. You couldn't see me with my nut, oh, yeah. myself like telepathy, make most clues disappear like blackheads on oxy cream under the light I fuck up nights with my uncanny ability to heat seek through brain facilities with the science of microchemistry. The history of my hip hop is too deep to be dissected If you can't recollect, don't even half-step Or try to test it. Black, big just, I dropped so much shit my anus needs an ice pack. In fact, of all that LP, you'll bring the horns back. He said, you gotta help me out here. At
6: the end, he says, um, "Oh, I wrote it down. Wait, it's um, I dropped so much ill shit." My anus needs the ice pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bad touch. Yeah, that's bad touch. My anus needs the ice pack. In fact, yo, I'm all at yo, yeah. your LP bringing horns back. That, that's just, so that's my, that's my, that's just yeah, that's my that's favorite. Just, okay, cover. that's why he that's, has that's, a
3: line like, um, your eyes get live like Tupac and shot in the lobby. Most MC styles is robbery. My freestyle is a hobby.
4: <laughs> pick apart monkey brains <laughs> and spread disease
3: through hot zones.
4: My cameos on promo seem strange like someone's not home. <laughs> not home, yeah. <laughs> yo, oh, come mega mad. that's madness, yo. That's that's that, fire. And that's the second song, you know, that's the
6: first mm-hmm. song. And I'm like, yeah. yo, what the fuck? And then um, my favorite verse you, and you, for LP, you can put this down, Last Good Sleep. That mm-hmm. thing was so... It's so riveting to me. I was like there, the scared child that wanted to protect his I just couldn't. I couldn't get enough of it. The beat. I couldn't get enough of that song. I really couldn't. And I rewinded it a lot. First
1: verse. First the, the verse.
3: The earliest shit on that song was fucking um at the company flow farewell show. Yeah, he did like, it. He performed that shit and he brought his mom on stage.
4: Oh, wow. wow. Either his mom was on stage wow. or
3: she was like sitting up, like uh, it was at Bowery Ballroom. So if you're familiar with it, there's like a balcony that goes around the edge. She might've been like up on the balcony, but he basically performed it to his
4: mom. Wow. I was like, wow. That so shit wow. was deep. That's tough. Like how do you even yeah.
6: write something like that? That's that's, stuck. that's always stuck with me. That, that joint is amazing. This kid that you fuel with anger, actions, disgust mostly sick most.
2: Never have satisfaction till your bones melt. High incident clips and chromosomes. Hold a to fix on you, eternal. Intruder up in my zone. Dwell the matter of months follow. Why you propose only the lonely know swallowed my mother when she was hollow. Who could blame a woman like her? Singular parent. One love already dissolved and a solution left polluted. Two kids with a father who broke out as resoluted. So fucking she needed love, but you provided false clout. Stomping on the bottom limb under which she just walked out I Knew he was Jekyll, the stepfather, bit my tongue on the issue Next to stormy weather, a force tolerant, a secretly vexed Wish I would have smoke on it, but why deny the bliss?
5: Minds with a new husband, the needles, puncture
2: pressure Briefly lifted the guilt from a divorce, snuffing a pleasure Now you're all up in a family tree, come broken nuclear With termites corroded in your veins and elected to drown the pain But the pain couldn't quite die with a thrown we whiskey sour Puritan, pressing minds between rocks for wishing hours. Yeah,
0: shit was dope. Mike, Mike, what do you got, man? What's, what's your
4: best just, best album? Oh, um, so my favorite just verse, uh, I can't remember what song it's from, but he says um, it'll be these two south side niggas who will rock off any beat you push, uh, Cell Therapy, Down South, Goody Mob. Oh, a bush. bush. I think that's a Fire. Fire What You Burn. Fire What You Burn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was always my favorite shit because, I mean, of course, when I first heard it, I was like, I don't really get it. It's cool. Why is he rapping about special ed? Like, who gets a fuck about special ed? Hey, but, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, now. when you fast forward way later and you realize like he's really breaking down, like, yo, I'll rock this down south, dirty south shit.
1: Mm. And I'll yep.
4: rock this, like New York shit. Like, I can basically kill any fucking thing you put in front yep. of me. And I I when I met Just once, he played Atlanta. It was years ago, but I was so starstruck. Cause I wanted to I wanted to ask him about that burst, but I was so starstruck I just <sighs> forgot.
7: But... Oh, no. <laughs>
4: That verse wow. was always super fucking ill. It gives me great
7: pleasure when true elements get together and lace the track, weapon enough to withstand any type of weather. If you want it, I got it. Chemically hemming up the scenes with a poly epoxy type of a mixture that be fatal if you sniff at these. Stupid ones pop the microdots, then lean into the sounds religion. Watch these styles straight box you up, coming with clean, concise thoughts, penetrating patterns, not beyond your comprehension, but ejected wildly out the barrel. Yo, catch the rarest glimpses of the planet once known as Earth that gravitated before inner violence heated it up, then it burned. Be these two outside niggas who'll rock on any beat you push Cell therapy down South Goody marble a Special as the bush It's like this For the niggas who got caught sleeping and didn't know be these off-actions crazy kings else still evolve around cold flow Coming at you in a blazing orange hunting vest 30 and night scope first day or day hunting You got scoped out like a foreign Just Not the type of nigga to steal any scene Too long, son, I might
4: place you Leave the EP evidence and then I'm gone Um, I mean Just has fucking one liner all throughout this shit oh. yeah. um, My favorite LP verse is this it's 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 extremely pretentious, at least the way I've used it on people, but it's when he says, um uh with hip hop guidelines I state I never liked authority. When sales control stats, I place no faith That's in the, the majority. majority. Yeah. Anytime I'm fucking arguing with some fucking dude about rap and he's like, Oh yes. well. Someone sold fucking sold blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, LP said, and you, know, like, I you know, but yep. you wow. really think about that lot, Like when dudes really try to tell you like nothing against Drake or anything, but when they're like, yo, Drake's the best rapper ever or Jay-Z is the best rapper Come ever. On, man. And they're like, well, they sold blah, 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 millions of records. And I'm like, yeah, but they can't rhyme as good as Tame One. Yeah. Like, they just can't. Like, yeah, now
6: 18 sells millions of records, kids' box sells millions of records. That, that, that metric, that, that means a million different things. It's the same way in basketball. When it's it's
0: like, Jordan's the best because he won six rings, and like, Bill Russell won 11 rings, so then he's the best. Shut the fuck up. No,
6: Robert Horry won
4: seven rings, so So he's better. Well, then,
0: yeah, we think we're talking about art here, we talk about fucking counting
4: stats, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Also, sorry, one more. Uh, This is this is my favorite all time, but like. I always get hype when he says, um, if I had to live on this earth without sight, I'd be the illest blind bastard to ever touch it's a mic. Yes. I always thought that was like the most clever I mean it's juvenile, but it's so clever
2: at the same time.
6: And it's the yeah. it's the end of the, and the beat kind of boom yeah. out right there. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I have to live on this earth without sight,
2: I'll be the illest blind bastard.
6: sense of production at that level, even though blended some too. Did that come off like, were y'all like, damn, when did you learn how to produce like this? You're young like us. Did that come up? Because he seemed like really a of sound, even off gate. Like,
3: mm-hmm. um, I mean, I just always was, I never really thought of it like that. Honestly, I just was blown away by it. Because it was like, I was still young as an artist then, and I didn't really even know any producers until I met Cryptic. Um, so I just... I don't know. I just assumed it was something that, like, magical people did. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I didn't oh, have man. any understanding of it at all. I still don't. Like, I'm still like, oh, cool. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: how you did it. That's great.
6: That Yo, good. my, 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 all
0: right, my, all right, my so just shit, go? my just shit is fucking eight steps, dog. Rugged like oh, Rwanda. Rwanda,
5: boy. Game over. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have
0: to hear shit. I don't have to hear shit. <laughs> don't want to call. son. Three to call. words: rugged, yeah. like Rwanda. Game that over.
6: Is that, game, that is yo. the
0: hardest shit to like. We like we, we were saying on the uh, on the last episode, the Ghostface episode we just did. You know, we were talking about like he could. You know, Ghost is up there with like Prodigy and like Deck, like setting it off, dudes. Big Justice, I set this record the fuck off, dude. Yeah. yeah rugged yeah. like rwanda don't wander far or get chopped up quick mm. to rush the spot like baby urine and get mopped get up, mopped up. <laughs> Dude,
3: he has a line that always bugged me out where he's oh. like tags this spray your hole with rap aerosol Organize oh. graffiti lectures and can control
0: yo oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's he wide open like the grand canyon mcs couldn't hang if they was lynched by the grand dragon yeah. <laughs> so I my styles like job court. Coming home on work release, shoplifting at the rap store. <laughs> I said
3: in the burgundy forerunner, inhuman like Blade Runner.
2: Oh,
0: yo, he, man, yo, when he says that, my favorite part because I remember like on the on the what's the name joint the 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 Haze One Hundred One that that premiere, um mm-hmm. that compilation was that shit called New York. Uh, what's it called? I
6: know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the one that we the one with the, the boy. Yeah. The one. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, what's that called? They got like a called? blue train, and was it looked like car, um, like cardboard board behind what it. What's the name
0: of that shit? Uh, the oh, New York. Fuck. I don't
6: know. New York. Uh, New York reality
0: check 101
6: buying on that one, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he okay. he
0: says, um, when when premier is like chopping that shit up, and he he keeps cutting up the part. Was like when the rhymes get crazy hot, lyrics don't know how to act. Like he kept chopping that part. I was like, yo.
7: Or like, like, like Rwanda, don't wander far on the tractor. Quick to rush the spotlight, maybe you're get mopped up. Attack that spade don't hall with rap, ever saw. Organized graffiti that and can't control. Or level with the devil, wasting up town the to patchy. Apache. I'm much too much for any demon style of mask for me. From the Throck's next race to the Hell's Gate, lyrically detonated. Sparking in Mades and bottle rockets into they can chase Damn Tans of Beatty. Face, I'll hurry in the base. Open the eye, the eye, click, clean, 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 clean. Open, open, open like the Grand Canyon. It's, couldn't, couldn't hang if they was lynched by the Grand Dragon. Searching for my styles like Jock Coming home on work release, shoplifting at the rat store. But I try to try, eh, E, A, E, E. Get like Nathan Winch, storm and I'll score cheesy. With a big face fall back. Get balled like the hero. But Samus still ain't nothing but a hero. Just a small sample of the abstract
6: When the wham get crazy hot And lyrics don't know how to act Just a small sample of the abstract When the wham get crazy hot And lyrics don't know how to act Just a small sample of the abstract When the wham get crazy hot And lyrics don't know how to act That shit is fire and Yo, but wait, let me ask I forgot, M wasn't in it, it was... Nah, 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 nah. Burners came after it And yep. it made me think there was another record coming And I know there probably was <laughs> Oh my you know, god! My favorite
0: line I've ever from that is, is there a second company flow record is
6: there a second company flow record not Little Johnny they never oh no. they know.
3: No. No. Not that, I mean not that I know of maybe there's some songs
0: nah no. and when, you know, when, when he says on the end when he says crush competition like an overturned blazer that's <sighs> all I need that's it again he like like Mike said he's got like them just one fucking bar like a one line yep. bar where you're like that's it right there uh, yeah. yeah that's that's my just shit and then it's like parts of both of his verses on woo like collude when he says what's the one joint he says about like Darwinism or some shit I gotta find that life he says like some wild shit about that uh, and then the other part where he says like on collude where he says here he goes, fuck, war. fuck time water and it's affiliates for running that one and be big willy shit leave those fancy clothes up to the Pope <laughs> List, list all your personal possessions in your liner notes while I connect, wreck, genuinely cutting through these red ropes. Yo, know, he says that's a ticket. This platoon pop ninety nine love balloons. Like he would just say like this shit like that in the middle of it. I'm like, yo, why are you talking about ninety nine love balloons? Like, that's just so weird. This is so weird. Just to throw in there, you know what I mean? I was like,
1: greatest, you know.
0: And he says, you know, crazy. yeah. And he says, like, got your hip hop essence out of the cross color catalog with Adelaide yep. technology. Ask Elrod Hubbard to break down my Scientology.
1: <laughs> man,
0: <laughs> that shit is so fucking flagrant, man. Like, dudes just didn't give a fuck. It was just so. Yeah. Who could say the the weirdest word? Beautifully, Beautifully ignorant. Beautifully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is. Oh, I, I was thinking of the other joint he said on legends. That that's the Darwinism line where he says, yeah. Caution below the unit sensation, fucking with your theology, like Darwinism and the Bible belt. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy.
0: Like they would just say shit like that. Just to, like everything they were doing was always like just like sticking their thumb, like right in your fucking eyeball. Like, yeah, just just, just yeah. Still, like fuck with you. You know what I mean? They were yeah. like, You don't like me, I don't like you. Just kind of just jabbing at you. And if and if you felt that way, like Mike was saying, like, this is me, you were like, Yeah, I want to stick my thumb in these motherfuckers. Like,
6: I was too. brought up on I'm pretty strict boom bap if you can, you know, I'm from Brooklyn and shit and so for somebody like L and Just to break through with their dissonance, that was a that was just like to rewire my brain, like I was two years in college and stuff, you know, I'm nosed out moved out, whatever right. and then these cats go oh, and again, it was my own headphones that just rewired me, I didn't have to tell anybody and then it was, I was rapping all different, but uh, what was my name back then? I'm not it's telling
0: you. Mixolplex? No,
6: no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I ain't yeah, telling it. you what it was.
0: Yo, yeah, real, real quick. I thought that other line too. He says on Legends where he's like, "You fight. I got it made. You fight to march in the St. Patrick's Day parade." Day parade. Like, like, what the fuck does that mean? You fight. is that like a diss to the House of Pain or some shit? Like, whatever. no,
3: it was. Um, it was. It was like some homophobic shit. Because um. I, I, there's a lot, a lot then, of homophobia like the, on
0: the record. There's a lot of homophobia. Yeah, on the back, down. back then, um,
3: gay people weren't allowed to be in the St. Patrick's Day parade. And there used to be all these big arguments. Oh, the, for real? Oh, yeah. Oh shit. oh, shit. I didn't know that. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely like...
0: Because I thought it was just there's some random homophobia. funny shit. When he oh, y'all getting
1: some breakdown jewels, yo. I like, I, mean. I did like,
0: even though it's wild homophobic, I always loved, to when he said, you, you know, you, you are F-word like sprockets. Yo, motherfucker, used yeah. to Rockets. <laughs>
2: like that shit is
0: so foul to say man but that shit was especially a new york dude used to
4: you know what since since y'all talk about jewels real quick uh i interviewed lp a few years back and there was always one line from this album that confused the fuck out of me it's where LP- oh
6: alphabetically yep. yeah oh you saw Alphabet, that shit yep, yeah yeah i knew and i knew well, what was the line? That line too
4: he says. Okay, good. Uh, I wasn't born in major, but I still received three gifts alphabetically listed. They're big, just Mr. Lennon, I. and I. And we would always try to figure out, how is he spelling everything? Because how does it one yes. go in front of the other? Bro, hmm. I asked him, and he was like, I don't remember. He's like, hold up. And he's thinking about it, and he's just like, I, I think I was just wrong. <laughs> 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 and the, this shit had been bothering me for like 20 years. And know, Mike, I was the
6: same way. Without. I thought it was their real names, So now yeah. I started thinking it
3: was yeah. their
4: real
6: names um, to make it. Well, you know, actually,
3: I might, I mean, I don't know. This was the rumor at the time, now that I think about it. So so what was it? It said something alphabetically. Alphabet yeah. listed their Big Just, uh, Mr. Lin, uh, and I. Mm-hmm. So BMI, BMI Records. I think it was a get, disc to BMI get. Records at the time. Oh. Get, get away nah, from that. Nah, you
0: know, nah, BMI, the publishing company. Call.
3: Yeah. But whatever it was, I think it had to do like that was actually the rumor because I remember like we had a lot of conversations about that. But really? it wasn't conversations that I had with Elle. It was just conversations with other rappers. Oh, okay. I, I could be wrong, but that's just okay. something to put That's into some the,
6: Egyptian hieroglyph shit, then, if that's the case, because that because like, like uh, uh, I could like saying, I'm taking think- for ice. We used to try to figure out what is he saying? how is it alphabetically you do say big just so there's the b but then mr len and then i and i'm l that's an e and then is it i i'm jamie that's j what's mr len's first name and mm-hmm. does he mean len that's still not b l
4: j it just no matter what way you do it lp's name fucks everything up right. I, lp or jamie it fucks everything
6: right. up so we were sitting right.
4: there in that room and he was just like i i really just think i was wrong I think I was just being a dick, and I just think I was wrong. And for some reason, that answer was probably the best answer I could have got because I laughed my ass off.
0: And this is why you always keep the mistakes. You always make. You always make the record a little fucked up, so people catch it and are always
6: wondering why it's still there. But then they can run with their mythology because I like the BMI, and that's how I'm explaining Mm -hmm. to my kids. Oh yeah, you know we used to disc publishing companies back in our day. What do you mean? Yeah, Yeah, you know being big, just Mr. Liner, you got to listen, bro. (laughs) <laughs> you, know,
0: you know i just thought of something too because i went back because um after i left that after we did that show beer wax and treads rhymed on my beat and then the next morning you were like all right man you gotta get the fuck out of my house this is the last he's like you got you really gotta get the fuck out of here it's like it's eight o'clock you gotta really gotta leave i'm like word word you're like yeah there's like a diner down there all right man I'll peace don't park your car there i'm like all right word so i had like two hours to kill for our session we had with prem and and steel tip dove so I'm just like driving around fucking Alaska's neighborhood, just killing time, and I'm playing Lyrius' lounge, I'm playing Sound Bomb One, I'm playing all that shit. And I'm like, ah, I was there last night with Wise Guy and fucking Jedi. And so I posted that day I found on my Twitter where I screen grabbed uh wait and I posted try to match match which with the diamond back unstoppable. I just I just wrote that right. So uh, s uh what's his name? Andy, uh skinny four one two. He he nailed it, he was like the hanging adjective was an important syntactical innovation in New York underground rap. Mm. The hanging adjective.
1: Give me you me another the example. The
0: diamondback unstoppable. You would say the unstoppable diamondback.
1: Yeah. The diamondback
0: unstoppable. So it made him be like so fly just to have the objective at the end. And he would always hit you with that shit, like sprinkle it in there rather than be like, you know, I'm, I'm the unstoppable diamondback.
6: This shit is like splitting the atom. Like it's like a, it was like a whole new scientific level, and not just doing this style, but it being so successful and it being out right. there and it's being independent as fucking and it being a middle finger. Because again, it justified what I was doing. And I changed my style because I wasn't even equipped to do that, but it just made it like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You you you're okay. Don't veer off. I'm not saying anything wrong with anybody, but don't try to do this we were talking about earlier. Don't try to do that. Just do what you do and mm-hmm. some, somebody and, some, and your peoples will find you. And that's, it's really been prophetic. Like, this, definitely led us out the sand. Because at yeah. some point, like last was saying, you would have made some churn, change or turn dealing yeah. with some label. So yeah. whatever, whether it's minuscule or macro, you would have made some turn, you would have worked with some artist that you would have done some commercial, and it might have changed your whole trajectory that had really nothing to do with you. And you painted yourself in an artistic corner. This way you can't.
0: Yeah. Nah. There's an audience for everything, and that—that's the illest thing to me about. Imagine if this album only would have sold ten thousand copies, yeah, or whatever. It was fifteen thousand. It would have been like less. Than 50 or 50. But but the, but the but the ten to fifteen thousand motherfuckers that own that record would find each other everywhere, however. Oh, yeah. oh exactly. This shit was so. This shit was so specific and so left field, yeah. and so mind blowing. It's like. It, it would have made the impact whether if it sold, like I said, 10,000 or 30 or a hundred it.
3: So, so you know how the people last. said about Velvet Underground, like Velvet Underground, like ended up Everything. creating like a million bands off of that first record. I think
0: it the Stooges. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I would say that this is the same for company flow or rap, indie rap yeah. groups. They mm-hmm. just like created hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. I got right, King so, egg. What a brute. So okay, let me uh, drop my two verses since, uh, Zilla took mine for Big Just. I'm gonna go with um, his first verse from Crazy Kings. Oh, oh god. Yeah.
6: Oh my God. Oh so, god.
3: that one is is real dope joint to me. Like just that whole song in general. Like oh. sort of like oh, you man. know the graffiti history style stuff that is always like me with that shit. Um, and then for L, I'm gonna go with um, sorry, let me just find it. So it's a uh, verse three from definitive. Oh. This is shit where he's like MCs MCs is like living in breakbeat hell. And you try to knock me off the ladder, kid the fatter I swell. <laughs> don't turn don't turn matter. Uh don't matter turning liquid into wine by design, not saying that I'm Jesus, the holy one with a halo, just the urbanite riding the train trying to hit pay dirt. Man, so many good lines. Yeah. Got props from Brooklyn Hasidic Jews to Queen Zionists. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um
3: is my yeah, shit my yeah. style's worn piece, your shit is just the cliff notes.
6: Yo. He is snapping yeah. on that shit. Mm. Yeah.
3: Mm. It, so, it I mean, is something
6: and it's still to this day it's some of El's best bars. Because he, yeah. he, he was and, like he was my he was blowing his head out with He like, ends up with trying to keep my lyrics short and fat like Joe Pesci. God bless yeah.
1: <laughs> God bless <laughs> <me>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. MC's is like living in breakbeat hell You try to knock me off the ladder, kid the fatter I swell, It don't matter, turn the liquid into wine by design Not saying that I'm Jesus, the holy ones with a halo Just the urbanite riding the train till I hit pay Smoke bones, listen to cold flow tracks and Like Max, that's my flavor Experimental behavioral scientist Got props from broken ascetic Jews the queen scientists The Manhattan, New Jerusalem type connection Walk in erection, fiended out for female affection Stylist, well peace. Your shit is just a cliff, note. MA plays chronic. MC mnemonic, you're that I fuck that. Radio, radio can reconvene? I sign for my condition. Company, float vaccine. Intelible MC's choice, top status. Crazy kicks from juvenile techniques to manhood. I make my own brain to go against it. pissing on authority. Dropped out of school, but already seniority to do shit resonate. classic Pops wasn't around so I'm a second hand bastard Hypothesis simple, the earth is my pimple Pocket the extra cast the to cope from multiply like triples It's senseless, even rappers elderly and defenseless Going into details is worthless, fuck it, I got your circle. As long as there'll be PMs on the surface I claim my outpost and boast, cause I deserve to work to miss the lake put the a fetus on a hockey rink you think not what best be he not fighting i giving up a little something at the weed spot big just what's the verdict on this beat that shit is mad give a whistle if here hear this can't best i try to keep my lyrics short and fat like joe pesci god bless
0: like they were they're actually underrated punchline
6: dudes oh yeah Oh yeah, they you were don't high think end punch lines. Right? It yeah, was it's so like, refined that you you would almost miss it and thinking it's so high scientifical, but they really would just punch you in the face. A lot of jugglers <sighs> just punch you in the fucking face. Oh yeah, were I, I think
0: it was like tone? their I think their vocal tone, like the, like their delivery, like you weren't used to hearing somebody like that sound go no. and like you know like and like the flow sometimes falling off beat or you know cramming in sixty words, but in the middle of that like you know short fat like Joe Pesci like that's, that's <laughs> That's a red man line. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro, was yeah,
1: yeah.
0: you know that's not like super scientifical Blade Runner motherfucker saying that.
3: But it's definitely like the shit that just let you know like they're hip hop heads. Yes, like through and through. Like a lot of dudes. Like, I don't want to talk shit on any particular crews, but they were just like really like artistes
1: mm-hmm. that
3: dabbled in right. hip hop. You know right.
6: what I mean? Versus. <laughs> yep. Being like hip hop heads.
1: <laughs>
6: Motherfuckers oh. deep in that shit. And it makes a difference. Like you're saying, your reference points. Yep. Yeah. The fact that you could tap into, like Aesop could always tap into you know, some old school hip hop shit just to bring you back home on that hook. Cause mm-hmm. you yeah. You do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, exactly. Same with yeah, tapping the old school hip hop. Oh, yeah. the disco and all so that shit. You know that yeah. Shit. yeah. yeah. But big, it, it's even like heads. knowing
3: the, the sort of aesthetics to like end your verse on the killer yes. punchline start it well, with yeah. that just like rugged like Rwanda. You know what I mean? Like it's it's having that sort of common sense and understanding of what needs to be done. And then breaking all the rules around it.
6: In the
0: middle.
1: yeah,
0: Yeah when just what's the just said about about the Texas chainsaw. What's that line he says? Oh run fuck. it's Texas chain run down the hallway chased by the Texas Texas chainsaw or some shit. Fuck is that like? Because he
6: uses massacre, doesn't he use massacre on the next? Yeah, one? which which song is that in?
0: That's when he said, "Or trapped in the bedroom uh, with the Texas chainsaw." like yo. Yeah, that shit is fucking fire, man. Like he's right, but you're just like hitting you with like every every type of thing and style you can get pulled into, either like super weird abstract New York shit, hip hop shit, yeah. movie. I mean, shit. like
3: searching for my styles like job core
0: Yeah,
6: dude. If you and then if you were an East Coast cat so like Mike, I don't know if you so Job Corps. You had a Job, you had a Job Corps, and yeah. So we also had like city workers, other little uh, yeah. like and you know it would just bring back memories. I'm 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 going deep. We would all go to some school depending on where you're at, and there would be long lines of teenagers all waiting for some assignment. You used to go paint or you're doing summer counseling, and it would be always where these team works. Oh God, So, yeah, The Job Corps was always in the back just in case. Yeah. Oh, no. Especially the fire, man. Just in case. Alaska, what's your favorite song? Um,
3: Well, I think, I mean, we did that. I mentioned Tragedies of War, probably. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, but there, there's so many. They're all, like, at different times, different songs. Like, the one I still go back to, probably more than anything, is Eight Steps. Like, that's the one that's been with me for the longest. Yeah, so, insane. It's, yeah. It's just the perfect distillation of, like... Pure energy of Company Flow.
0: Did you go to the reunion show that had a couple years back by any chance? No, I didn't. Like Santos, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Despot's place.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's my spot.
0: Yeah. Oh, the last. No, I didn't make it flow out for
6: Show them. or that Cannibal Lock show. The Company Flow nope. show, you mean, right? No, they did like a, a reunion, reunion show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: there was the last Company Flow show.
0: Yeah, the crowd was going fucking crazy. Oh, no one sure. like it was like it was like a dashboard confessional show where they don't have the fucking rap. <laughs> like the whole crowd was saying all of their rhymes, oh. every part. And and L and Justin would just kind of stand there and like just go like that. Fucking ah, ah, evil ain't this light? No, I'm stinker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> at shit. I was Love like, yo, it. this is great.
6: I'm still. If L really wants to blow, if L wants to blow our mind, you got to, Well, I mean. Just projects are now like intergalactic, so like, yeah. I don't know how he would sneak Justin to a Run the Jewels project. It probably happen. Oh my god, big that would be make switch. it happen! I'm sure. The be big nice. beat switching and then some sub bass, no beat really, just yeah. boom not let Justin bad. Just let him go out. Well, he
0: said he said on the Quali podcast. Remember he said that he was like, "Yo, Justin, my brother, I love him, but he didn't want it like I wanted it. He really didn't want oh, to, I didn't to remember beat that with part. it." Yeah, he kept it a buck because because Kwali like he's a weirdo, but yeah, well, his yeah. his podcast is incredible when he asked him that. Oh, like, he flat he, yeah. out he was like, so yeah, why Company only flow and do like one album with both MC? And he was like, he was like, you know, he's like he didn't want to do all the things you need to do like radio spots, promo things, run around here, like be on the road. Like he didn't want it like that. He's like, he just drops
4: an album like once every 10 years, yeah, yeah, albums but it, are it, still though. But I've
0: never peeped the one of his albums, I'm lacking. Well, the I'm first sure, one, man. Is, I never did. the, the first, first one is dope,
6: oh, the, the second and third one, head? bro. That's it, yeah, yeah. Never he's he's because it, it's like, a, um, I remember
0: seeing that, I remember seeing it in, in like Herb Magazine, and, you like, you
6: it's like a Vietnam Firefighter word, that's how it's it really sometimes some, no, he's no. got more is no structure He just. why, <laughs> why does the backwoods
0: put him out that makes too much sense
6: um we got we go to break
3: yeah all you got to do is <laughs> listen to dedication to po 97 if you don't like that you're not going to like any of it
0: okay because i remember these albums poor black people's Road day Road i remember that is. shit black what's B- that song
6: he yeah. yeah, has that black rose song it was on that sim- the first record
0: yeah, yeah
4: that
0: i remember shit. seeing these Great. everywhere i just i just never played them i don't know why i never <laughs> did
4: Every single one, they're all fucking good. But all right, I'm gonna fuck with it. that NMS, that Nephilim Modulation Systems, mm. shit, it's fucking bananas. Like those, the bananas. artwork is crazy, bro. He, he was right.
0: going I'm, I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna be fucking with this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to homeschool my kid, but I'm like in one year I'll be listening to Big Just. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Why, why don't you do some i um, like, listen to shit. Let's
6: hit, a, let's hit a quick break and then we'll come close it up,
0: wrap it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Ball.
5: Hey, this is Chungzilla. I just want to let you know I have a new album out right now It's called Terra Incognito It features a lot of great raps From a lot of great rappers Some of them, including Poison Pen, Just One Alaska Cryptic One Eric Lamb Ben Grimm Juice Mega And quite a few more Over some, I'd like to say, slappers produced by yours truly Terra Incognita is available right now at store.chumzilla.com it is available on a limited edition solid black cassette tape as well as digital through store.chumzilla.com as well as whatever streaming service you'd like to listen to music on Chumzilla Terra Incognita available now through Raw Bar Records now Back to your regularly scheduled program.
3: Anybody got some final thoughts they want to share about company flow? Fun Crusher Plus. I don't
0: even know what we're going to call this episode. Fucking albums of greatness, moments of. Oh, no. Destiny. I don't know. What the fuck are we going to call this shit?
3: <laughs> Castro, your sound is all fucked up. You're not coming through at all.
0: It's, it's the marijuana. Let's see. Now you muted the whole shit. There you go. Uh, I'll let my I let my kick that one off last thoughts on fun crusher
6: am i better now
0: there you yeah. go
1: thank you
4: yeah final thoughts man this is still my my favorite hip-hop album it still means a lot to me um, like I said before it brought me back into listening to hip-hop it introduced me to a whole world of hip-hop that I didn't even know existed um, shortly after getting into this you know i I I've, I guess Jux came out like like what 2 years later, maybe 2 or something 3 something like years that, later. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the Revenge of the Robot shit hit and it was just mm. like my whole world completely changed, man. But this album, it's still amazing. Like mm-hmm. you can say it sounds dated, but it sounds dated in the best way possible. <laughs> um, like still to this day I feel like there hasn't been people that have been able to touch the beats that these dudes were rapping over. They haven't been able to touch the bars that these dudes dropped. Like, it's just an amazing album for 70-something minutes worth of music. There's no slouchy shit on here. Like, yeah. everything has a fucking moment and a purpose. It's just an incredible record, man. It really is. It's <laughs> hard.
0: Kastro, what do you think, man?
6: It was, um... I'm coming through okay, right?
1: Yeah,
6: yeah. Um... To me, it was it was it was the album that changed everything, and it'll, it'll always be that. It changed how how I I was crafting my shit at that point in my in hip hop infancy. It changed how I listened to things. Mm. Changed I went look for. It changed again. Um, it re um reiterated the importance of a DJ. I always think that was really important. Like Len's um, presence on the record. Um, it it re fortified my belief in hip hop duos. They were you know kind of all over the place at that point. And it's these two cats, even though it's, you know, it's a trio with Lynn, but like two rappers rapping. Um, you know how I feel about EPMDs. Um, mm. I won't mention his name. Um, you know, Paris it's... Smith?
0: Paris Smith, that's what you're talking about?
6: Oh, yeah, Paris Smith, the quality MC and EPMD. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. All right, everybody has to drink. We're talking about Eric Sammer. No, it so is. you <laughs> met bitch-ass motherfucker PMD, that group, br- that group, yeah.
3: No, I'm like, hey. <laughs> <B-A-M-F-B-M-D>. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Thank you, last am going tweet that. M F P M D. Um, no, but it just changed everything. And um, like at that point, like I said, I was into my New York hip hop, into my West Coast cats, like Nas, Nas, and all that stuff, Nas, Nas, Nas. But then it this also started the moment for LP becoming my favorite MC of all time like this is this is where it started. Um, just taking over my hip hop not russian. so yeah. this is the album that changed everything for me.
0: fuck yeah man. uh i i give my final thoughts on it. it's is is one of those records where if i kind of like that is not available anywhere really. like i like that shit. i like the fact that it's like it's an inconvenient to to listen to. That's i mean <laughs> like I like that shit. Like I like the fact that it's not like you know L today put up you know Fandam for streaming. So,
1: hey.
0: And and there's one kind of my timeline post. He posted. He said, "I can't believe the real LP broke up. Rod the jewels to focus on his solo career. This fantastic <laughs> damage album is pretty bagging, though."
6: <laughs> Rush in bot, I love it, yo.
0: Fucking around, but uh, I oh, just think uh, it's uh, like you know, I, I like the fact that it's still kind of like a secret. It's not. It should, to me, it should never be on Spotify. It should never be on fucking Apple. And if you missed it, you missed it. You know what I mean? You can get all the Van and yeah. He's probably going to put out, you know, I Sleep When You're Dead and all of that shit. But, like, even kind of I, yeah. I, I'm saying, yeah, like, that's dope. But, like, this should be, like, if you can't get the 12-inch or the CD or your man's tape, like, yeah. you're going to have to go on YouTube and play it one at a time, whatever the fuck yeah. you're doing. Like, you can't yeah. just get it all the way, the way you want to do it, the way we, we consume music now. So I think that's like, like, it, it should stay a special thing that's like, kind of a pain in the ass if you don't own it, you know what I mean? So no, I think I think that's like, I want it to stay that way, because everything you were saying in Alaska about like, putting radio antennas between your fucking feet, you know what I mean? Like, to hear this <laughs> shit. Like, the whole quest to get shit like this, I think made it, oh, this made it a bigger deal, you know what I mean? Yeah well, well is it's song? like that I don't know.
3: there was a line in a movie I forgot what movie it was but it was like a diamond is not valuable because it's easy to get
0: exactly mm. you know what I mean like uh, if um, it, 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 to me it, sh- it should stay somewhat arduous to, to locate this record you know what mm. I mean and, and, you can't f- and if you really care you'll go and find it however the fuck we found it once upon a time uh, right. you know to get it so I, that, that's why I, I really want to kind of send it off like mm. for, for Fun Crusher
3: I mean, I think, I think I kind of mirror what everybody else is saying. Like for for me, this is the album that gave me a career. Like it, It's the thing that made me like I was already in love with rap. I was already rapping, but it was like the thing that was like gave me the confidence to find my own voice
1: mm-hmm.
3: and like be confident enough to do that and not really worry about it. And I, I think it happened for a lot of people. Um, and then like LP actually literally gave me my career later on when i was on Jux, um but you know i think it's it changed the way that in a lot of ways i look at the world Mm. you know like it taught me that you don't need to rely on anything else other than yourself to make things happen so it's like it's the way i look at i mean i you know i work for a university but with my own music, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want to put it out and I want to make the music I want to make. When I think of politics, I'm like, I don't need to be part of a team the way I look at the world politically. Mm. Like, I can have my own thoughts on how the world should run and how the world should be like. So, you know, I watched everybody. It's like, I'm this team or I'm that team. I'm like, fuck both of your teams Mm -hmm. because both of your teams suck. So, like, I'm over here. And it's like, I'm not fucking being adhering to anything but what I believe in. So, it's like, it just, it gave me, like, I think before this record came out I was like kinda of insecure and I didn't know who I was.
1: Mm. And
3: it allowed me to figure out who I was as a person and what I believed and, you know, really be confident in that.
1: Oh. So
3: and then, you know, like you said, I don't think it should be on Spotify because independent as fuck being on Spotify
1: <laughs>
6: just does not make <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? I don't think sure. Yeah. It will probably reinsert itself into the matrix. Or so, um, yeah, I guess
3: any final words, Mike, since you're our guest, we'll give you the final word for the night if you'd like it.
4: Oh, man, Oh I just want to thank you guys for bringing me on, man. This, this was fun. I like talking yeah. to nerdy rap dudes, you know. Dang, man. I, you know, I, I don't know who, if anybody really watches um, Dead End, but, man, you know, those are my homies, those are my brothers, but I can't talk to them about this shit, you know. <laughs> yo, man, I, yo, I, love, I love the shows, but some episodes
0: kill me when you'll say a name yeah. and they'll be like, who's that? and
5: you'll be like no
0: the episode I'll be they- like, oh. i get it though i get it and
6: Mike will sit quiet <laughs> and it
4: not be a facial thing you
0: just not to or like to we'll our- just look at his phone put it back down on his lap I'm like i don't want to <laughs> do
4: it. i don't want to do this shit right now <laughs> it's like it was like i've known these guys for fucking 10 12 years but ever since we were talking about like underground rap and i was like yeah i was really big in underground rap and there was this battle between underground rap and mainstream rap. And one of them was like, you know, well, well, Cash Money was underground rap. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Even though now that I know these guys well, I know what they meant. But it's like, when I talk to y'all motherfuckers, you know what I'm talking about. This was Was fun, man. (laughs)